0: All it takes is me turning on fucking NPR for 15 minutes for the first time in like three months for me to just have so much fury in me. A podcast for a time of ideas so plentiful that there isn't any time at all for them to come or to even resemble ideas or to become remotely powerful enough to make even the least bit of difference because everyone's ideas are stupid and nothing matters. How's that for a thesis Hugo? My name is Bob sitting across the way from my good friend and co-host that's Abe. How you doing tonight Abe?
1: Doing well Bob.
0: Yeah, here we are. Lori is here too. How are you doing tonight, Lori?
2: Do you actually want me to know? Do you want to know? Do you want me to answer that? I
0: do. I ask every week and then I repeat it so the audience knows how you're doing tonight. How you doing tonight, Lori? I'm fine. Lori's fine. Tonight is Monday, August 28th, 2023.
1: Back on the Monday Hotten. schedule.
0: Back on the Monday schedule. Abe's in his Monday t shirt. <laughs>
1: This is my usual T-shirt.
0: We are ready to go. Are we? We are super ready to go. Abe, uh, how are you, man? Uh, I'm good. What do you What have you been up to? You have a good weekend.
1: Yes, yes, I had a good weekend. You know, um, so I have the uh, AMC A list subscription, and I watch movies a lot. Uh, and yep.
0: Careful, know, one... careful listeners of the show will note that uh, <laughs> that is true, based on every previous episode of cast iron brains
1: True. we may get new listeners who knows you know we're always increasing yeah. our listenership but um so you know one of the advantages is that you get to choose when to go watch movies uh this weekend on sunday in fact there was this national cinema day or national day of movies this right it was like, oh, uh, was like thursday
0: four bucks a pop four or something dollars. like that
1: right? at least here in georgia was sunday i don't know if it, they did it on different days but it was on sunday here and so my I friends, really hope
0: they don't do National Cinema Day on different days, depending on where you are. <laughs> that would defeat the whole purpose <laughs> of true. National Cinema Day.
1: That is a good point. So on uh, uh, some my, of my friends who uh, are always uh, looking to cut a dollar or two are like, hey, look at this. This is great. And uh, the feedback I gave them was like, hey, good for you. Have at it. I've noticed in the past, anytime they do a discount day, usually Tuesdays, it's always a shit show. There's always less a lot than of,
0: desirable crowds uh, at the movie yeah, theater the crowd, when you the have tickets cr- are cheap
1: yeah so maybe i don't know they think oh this is a cheap experience so i'm gonna behave poor i don't know what it is what causes people to behave poorly in the theaters i said that's great for you but i'm going to avoid the theaters like the plague this upcoming sunday i'm glad other people will go uh turns out that it was like what eight and a half million tickets were sold on sunday so bully for them uh in Atlanta, though, one of the nearby theaters, there was like there were a lot of people, and one of my friends went there, and so they're sending pictures of how many people. I mean, the place was packed. It looked like some big movie was out, even though there wasn't. Uh, and like 30 minutes later, he sends a follow up picture, and now there's like cops because there was like ah. a shooting or something. Welcome to Atlanta. So I was like. All right, so, uh, I, I mean, I don't go to that particular theater, but I was like, all right, I'm glad I missed that. It, it turns out maybe there wasn't actually a, an actual shooting. Maybe somebody yelled gun in a crowded theater, but everybody just took them at their word and just kind of panic ran. Uh, so, not didn't miss a lot on Sunday.
0: I don't appreciate your cowardice uh, in terms <laughs> of uh, what you're willing to say about the sorts of crowds who, uh, who might show up. On a day like that,
1: I can't get a good read on them. But do I, you no. think
0: so? Do you th- is is the theory then you're being as generous as possible to yeah. uh, these people yes. that someone who pays sixteen or eighteen dollars for a movie ticket is going to value that experience more and behave themselves accordingly that they wouldn't want to diminish that experience for themselves uh, and 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 at the same time they would be courteous. Of the investments made by their fellow moviegoers, and therefore they are on their uh, best behavior, whereas somebody who's only paid four dollars, that's not enough for them to value the experience, and so they just behave that's as though it. something's been given to them. Or, in a less charitable way, <laughs> is it just that a shittier class no. of human beings shows up no. when the tickets that's not are it cheaper? Either. No, that's not – what's your theory, Lauren?
2: It's that people who can't afford to do the thing, whatever the thing is typically, aren't practiced at doing that thing and don't know the etiquette of doing that thing. They're noobs. So if you never go because you can't afford it and then suddenly one day you can, you're just an idiot there. You don't know what you're doing.
1: So this would be like if our – to be invited to one of these uh, hoity-toity dinners where they have way too many utensils, and yeah, I don't know you would, which like, utensil plate, to use. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you would lick the plate,
2: obviously, because you're a noob.
1: i just use my hands, like, oh, that's salad yeah.
2: is great. <laughs> but you that. don't... That's the thing. You don't not go to fancy dinners because you can't afford it. Right. You can.
3: Yes.
0: I'm very surprised that Lori's take here is not that Poor people are less civilized. That I'm surprised that's not your position.
1: Less refined. Okay, so
2: if you follow what I'm saying,
0: okay, so we can get eventually to the poor's are less civilized. It's not
2: their fault. It's not because they're poor. It's because they're not in the club. They don't know. It's not like sudden. Like it, it's not like they. You're poor, so you don't know how to act. It's just that. If you're poor, you don't get to do the experiences, so you don't learn how to act in those experiences. So
0: they they have not yet learned to code switch in the vernacular of our time, right? Like, Is it
2: code switching to sort like of, have etiquette?
0: Yes. I think that is sort of like the definition of code switching, that you would turn off your uh, normal or natural tendencies or the way that yeah. you would naturally communicate or behave in any given situation and instead pretend you're 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 code switching you're changing
2: but yeah it's it leads to poor people don't know how to act but it's not it's it's because they haven't been they don't know
1: maybe that's yeah that's what i'm not sure what i mean that that sounds about right but i don't know what causes it maybe it's just like you know like you're maybe you're you're right like laurie says they're not used to this and so like they're at home You're usually talking at home. You come to the theater. You're talking in the theater. I don't know what it is. It's not like like, in part. It's
0: it's the party atmosphere of the fact that like oh now there's like 400 people in this room, right? Like too many
2: people. That's part of it. When there's
0: a just giant pile of people, people behave less pleasantly. uh, But it's also
2: like when the Auburn fans come to Athens and they act awful. It's because they don't have a bar scene. They only know the house party scene, and the way you behave at the house party is not the same way you behave at the bar. You don't just throw your beer on the floor when you're done with it and yell like that's that not how you act in the bar.
1: Auburn thing, or just that's just one example.
2: From my experience, yeah. yes,
0: that's just a lower class of people. I mean, you see, so you see but, the same but thing. But I bet
2: those people, if if those exact same people. Had been practiced in just a bar atmosphere, right. it'd be like someone would have said, "Hey, we don't do that," and then they'd go, oh, "All right.
0: right, sure." In part, that's just the difference between, like, uh, to to use a reference that like a very small percentage of people would understand. It's the difference between the like a barcode crowd in two thousand two versus uh, the the globe in two thousand two. Like, this is it's a different sort of like. The, there is the freshman bars, and you go to fucking. What was the the Coke Bar? What was the uh, El Centro? El, you go to El Centro, and you're going to have a certain kind of time. You go to Transmet, you're going to have another certain kind of time, right. and that's entirely based on the crowd. Uh, and yeah.
1: the, this could be. I mean, uh, this none of this is scientific, but like one observation I've noticed because I'm, I'm tying my experience on the uh, the Beltline Trail here in Atlanta where it's this walkable kind of trail that's very popular with visitors and, and, and locals alike. Uh, I've noticed the greater the number of people that are together, like the dumber they behave. I don't know what oh, it is about 100%. the number of people causing, like people are like yes. six abreast, like covering the entirety of the trail. So like ruining the two-way traffic because they want to be able to talk equally for whatever reason. Like yeah. I, I, I wonder if, that translates to the theater because, like, if it's four dollars a clip, you can bring a bunch of people, right? So you got like five, the six. The only people time, up.
0: the only time to ever stand more than four wide is if you're trying to recreate some sort of like grand cinematic shot in the style of Quentin Tarantino yeah. or or Stanley Kubrick right like it need like that is the only time right. to stand more than four wide otherwise conversation that you cannot have a satisfactory conversation when you're six in a row, right. it doesn't work. It, you, you know this just from attending sporting events with large groups of people. Yes. You do not ever want to buy, if you can avoid it, if you're going out to a baseball game with ten people, you don't buy ten seats in yes. a row. Rookie you stagger. Moves. Yes, you go four, three, three, yes. or five, five at yes. the absolute most. Yeah, you otherwise five.
2: no five and five is good there.
0: But yeah. five and five, that still makes it hard for like the pair in the top left to no, talk to the pair not in the bottom a pair right. At
2: the top left, they can talk to the right. two people next to them and below them. Five and five is the way to go. Yeah, with 10 people.
1: You, you know, if you did it three rows, then you're substituting one problem for another because now the first row and the third row can't. I mean, it's five five works.
0: Yeah, first row and third row is perfect for throwing shit at one another and <laughs> that sort of thing.
4: <laughs>
0: throwing shit. Anyway. The- it is never a good idea to stand more than that. Like, you go, and you're two by two, and you're three by three, or what have you. The only reason to stand six wide is if you're making some sort of fucking statement. That, and a that, statement is, I'm an asshole who doesn't care about other people.
1: Yes, it's mostly that. Also, I think most, most, of, most of the time, people are just not considerate. They're not even, like, being dicks. They just don't no, care. No, they're not paying
2: attention. They're just
1: living in the world. And I wonder if they're just like, I want to be in the first group. I don't want to be in this back row. They're not fun. And so, like, everybody... It's just this weird thing. But, like, I think that there is some of that at play because usually when it's, like, you know, I mean, tickets have gone pretty pricey. Whenever I would go to the IMAX to watch, I I know IMAX is even more, but, like, when I'm paying out of pocket to go see it at at the Regal, it's, like, almost $30, right? So, like, if you're paying that kind of coin, it's usually, like, like a couple, like two people, or, like, if you're some sort of weirdo like me, just one person, it's usually just one or two people. It's not going to be... Five or six people who are now going to try to say something oh that was funny what just happened like you know talking like there's always this need to say something when you're in a larger group so i wonder if that's also contributing to the
2: well and people in groups just aren't it's that lowest common denominator thing like whatever the worst person is doing we're all doing (laughs) that now
1: yeah that's true yeah
0: it's the difference between listening to this fine podcast and a <laughs> podcast like The Biffler, where you you just go from three people in a conversation to five people in conversation, and it just becomes a total shit show. It it's just does, how it uh, is. I didn't
2: know That's there true. were that many people because you're all dudes. Yeah. So.
0: You put five people in that room, and it's just going to become misogyny in like four and a half minutes. It,
2: Even if it's all women. It's yeah. weird. It's a it's fact it of works. life.
0: All right, let's dip into the WGAS bag no. because I don't have any. What do you mean, no? <laughs> it's
4: just such a big show rather when
0: talk you don't
2: about? do that. I don't know. Still this?
0: not talking about
1: anything. Can I uh, uh, provide a, a quick update? Uh, you know, uh, I don't know when I talked about this last. Remember the, there was a, the, the old lady who just for no reason told me which mayonnaise brand to get? And it was yes. Like the, yes, Dukes or whatever it was. Yeah, you, you had, were told
0: to buy Dukes. Yeah, and you, Lori had you, mentioned you,
1: this other product, and so you know because I, of white supremacy, Helman's Hellman, light. Yeah. Yes, and so like I got both of them, and I was like, oh, was going to take me like twenty years to get through My these God, things. This is amazing. The uh, the old lady is wrong. Like the the Lori's choice <laughs> is the superior choice. Like it's just, I know.
2: It, it won- I'm not racist. Yeah. So
1: <laughs> I did not consider any sort of outside thing just like eating the thing i like this is perfectly this is like so much better than the other stuff that they 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 got around
0: there so So you've got a a, a, like 90 percent full container of dukes now just like on hand that you're not going to work your way through
1: yes and i'm I'm a sunk cost kind of person so i'm not going to just oh somebody's
0: starving somewhere i'm gonna throw it it away you
2: could do like a tuna salad with it or something
0: where it doesn't feature. What are you doing with the mayonnaise? This is uh, perhaps important. So
1: uh, I will sometimes like make a sandwich. You know, I mean, I'm not using it that much, but yeah, like, I've, no, I've, it's shit I've,
2: for sandwiches. I've had, but you could f- make something with in mayonnaise in it.
1: I don't make anything so, that. That I, I don't make any complicated stuff.
0: So you're not going to eat the Dukes, right? This will ultimately it'll just be thrown away, yeah. or are you going to could use you, it up.
1: Can I? I, I mean. I don't use that much mayo. So, like, every time I'm using it, it's going to be the other one, right? So, like, is this going to be sitting there for a while? I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll keep it there for a few months. And if it's still there by Christmas, it's getting the heave ho.
2: Why didn't you bring it to the movie theater with all the poor people?
0: <laughs> Just give it? Have some mayonnaise. You, you fucking $4 tickets scumbag. These are years, I scum see. The Here's some mayo. <laughs>
1: Eat it. <in. laughs>
0: I, for $4, I got a trip to the movies and a tub of uh, only 10% used Duke's Mayo from this black fella. Oh, what a wonderful coming up time. me.
1: This is great.
0: Uh, too bad I had to sit through the Blue Beetle. <laughs> uh, this reminds me of something that I've been thinking about every time I open my pantry door, which is... So I drink these stir sticks. They're called S T U uh, R. You can find them God on. I
2: trying so hard to sell these things without letting the company know he's trying to sell these things and make any sort of revenue from it it's great
0: are you familiar with uh like liquid IV or these other fancy hydration hydration methods that are uh very much in vogue right now
1: isn't pedialyte among them like even though they're for kids
0: pedialyte has come up with a new thing because people were were buying pedialyte which is a something that you're supposed to give your child when they're vomiting or having a bunch of diarrhea in order to keep them hydrated. Uh, the the college kids were going out and buying up the Pedialyte as a hangover cure. And so they've come up with a new product from the Pedialyte people. I forget what it's called. Look that up real quick.
1: Oh, it's not. Pedialyte yeah, heavy. I thought it was going to tie into the stir sticks thing.
0: It's like... Yeah, they have a, a Pedialyte advanced care plus the plus electrolyte solution in berry frost.
2: When everyone should just be drinking Z-biotics in the first place.
0: Anyway, uh, invented this new category of thing called Pedialyte uh, for adults because the the kids were going out, the the 20-year-olds were going out and buying the the Pediolite. Is there
1: any application for the IV stuff and the pedialite for adult stuff that's not alcohol related? Do people like in athletics use it for something? Like-
0: well, just in, yeah. Cause just in general, like there's a, I mean, obviously I don't know where to, where you would put your money necessarily, but if I, if, uh, in terms of like, uh, like stock picks, like if you can pile your money somehow, if you could invest in, like, so some people are investing in like uh, silicone, like uh, yeah, because of technology and and uh, and AI, people want to get into the AI market. There's a huge exploding market for like advanced hydration bullshit. Okay, right, and it's it's all just fucking salt packets, like my uh, the, the IV, the liquid IV thing. And I, the first time that I had one, I went out to Denver, and you're saying besides getting wasted. What is the point of the liquid IVs? And they, they're big in, in places where workout you...
2: Workout culture. Yeah,
0: workout culture. And then if you're going into higher elevation, they're okay. like, oh, you got to stay hydrated, so you better have the fucking liquid IV. But Liquid IV is extremely expensive. Uh, <laughs> uh, two or three dollars, I think, for one of these stupid little packets oh, wow. if you buy them individually. And then you can get them at Costco. But it's still like... It's like 30 bucks for a 25-pack or something. Like, they're they're not... An inexpensive right. item, no it's matter how you source them. Right. Uh, the Star Stick, on the other hand, which you, again, you can find on Amazon, it's uh, available at Wegmans. If you happen to be sort of in the northeastern corridor of the United States, you can usually find them there because they're, I believe they were, uh, I've looked into this company and I believe they're, they're from uh, New York or Long Island or something. It's a, it's a small family business. He's some sort of uh, immigrant, I believe. Anyway, it uh, doesn't matter. They sell them for uh, roughly a quarter a serving, right? So as opposed to paying fucking three bucks a serving for the little powdery, salty, electrolyte shit that you pour into your drink. And then it's also like the liquid IVs are uh, high in sugar unless they they just came out with a low sugar or a, a, a sugar-free one, but still expensive. Uh, and, of course, Gatorade has been doing this for years. Uh, you buy the Gatorade powder if you want it and you just dump it in the water and it's fucking Gatorade. Not as expensive as Liquid IV, but anyway, stir sticks, they're cheap, there's no sugar, they're sweetened with stevia, which is my preferred uh, sweetener of choice, and and I've been getting them for a while now, right? But they only come in two flavors. They come in lemon-lime and fruit punch.
2: The fruit punch one is really good.
1: Is this like a relatively new company?
0: Yeah, I think it's relatively new. I'd have to google that up again to be sure, but yeah, relatively new, relatively small. And again, uh they have multiple products. The the I think they they're more sort of famous for they they have a bigger market share in the little water squirtle bottles. Okay. So like uh like you get the little squirtle flavor thing and you squeeze the plastic thing into your water and mm-hmm. now you have flavored water. Yeah. Uh and I buy those as well because it makes me drink more water, uh, especially during the winter months. When Because like, during the summer, it's like, ah, it's fucking water. I need it. And I'm going to drink it. But if I'm not consciously trying to do so in the, in the winter, I like to have the little bit of flavor in there. Anyway, this is all uh, beside the point. Lori made the key observation, which is that the fruit punch one is really good, oh, right? Wow. It is. It is better than the lemon-lime one, but... Every time I go to purchase stir sticks from Wegmans, I buy an equal number... Of fruit punch stir sticks and lemon lime stir sticks, despite the fact that my preference is for fruit punch, my children's preference is for fruit punch. Why
2: are you doing this? And my yes.
0: wife's preference is for fruit punch. Well, uh, you're uh, an lo- idiot. Yeah. What, what's the logic behind it? Because to
1: the uh, untrained no person, logic.
0: to have options is the, is no. the logic, because you want to have options, right? You well, can you-
2: have. The better thing or the inferior so thing? So this is
0: where I I disagree, and this is why I was uh, asking Abe about what the future plans are for his jar of uh, Duke's Mayo, besides uh, whatever disgusting sexual gratification he might find. Uh, <laughs> racist, in Mom, that jar.
2: Racist,
0: but. Uh, I continue to buy the lemon lime stir sticks despite no one else choosing them except me, and I alternate. So I'm a person who I go to the pantry, and if I had a fruit punch stir stick yesterday, I choose the lemon lime stir stick for today. But then we get uh, I I transfer the things into a big mason jar because the they come.
2: The only problem with these things is that they come in boxes about the size of a deck of cards. Okay. But they're so lightweight that – and they've only put – I'm not complaining because they're they're cost-efficient – but these boxes could fit more in them first of all
0: right the box costs $2 it's a small right. box it only has 8 of the little it only it's, has 8 it, it's there like, there like a little foil it's like books. a little foil packet about the size of a middle finger or something yeah.
2: like when like a tall sugar packet right okay. you
0: know? and, and then you rip the foil packet but, open you dump it in your water you shake it up yeah. and you drink the they, thing and
2: i'm not i would rather they raise the price by the cost of two more and just put 10 in there yes. because it's stupid waste of space but also they're so lightweight, and the boxes are narrow, so they fucking fall over. If they're in your pantry, and you even think about putting your hand near one, it's uh, it's just like a deck of cards falling down. It's so annoying. So Bob started putting them in the mason jar. It,
0: it was annoying to me, too, just because it's, like... I don't want to have to go and open the little cardboard flappy thing every time because I'm in there twice a day. stupid. So, like, whatever. I'm not as upset about it as Lori (laughs) apparently was. But I took one of our giant mason jars, and I just just dump, like, two or three or four of the boxes of the stir sticks into the mason jars. And then I just pick one out of the mason jar every time I want one. Uh, But what you find is, because I'm not the only one drinking them— that the fruit punches go fucking quick. Yes. And I then, drink
2: one a week max, and I blindly reach in. I don't. I don't. I it's. I leave it to chance. So
1: I if disagree. you pick You're... the lesser product, you wouldn't throw it back into the mason jar. And no. Blindly pick again. I,
0: I think no. she's telling. I don't think she realizes it perhaps, but she chooses fruit punch more often than she chooses lemon lime.
2: If I were choosing, yes.
0: And my kids always request. Fruit punch. Every once in a while, Katie will request a lemon line, but it is to their preference. I'm
2: annoyed. No, I, cause I'm annoyed when I get the lemon line, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Why are you buying them?
0: Yeah. If they
2: stop buying them, if
1: they, so that, if they came that way, where basically they're just lumping it so you had no choice, totally. that's fine. But you're going out of your way to pick something that you yourself believe is the lesser product.
2: You're also telling the company that they should make more it's of like, them.
1: Yeah, they're about no, to see, discontinue but, this product, but like, boy, this is big and sharp. No, I want them
0: to make more flavors, not just fruit punch and lemon lime. So if I continue to buy no. all of their inventory of both, then perhaps they'll say, ah, oh, we can do no wrong. We might as right, well throw you, out a bunch you, of new flavors.
1: If you fix it on just one, they're like, oh, this is a uh, product is moving, but that bullshit lemon f- concoction yeah. is garbage. Anyway, you need to throw here's a theory.
0: So I've got uh fruit punch flavor is like I would say as a as a product, it's a nine out of ten. Like it, for everything that it does for me, the fruit punch is a nine out of ten. It it does the it's got the electrolytes, it does the function of the of the gatorade without any of the sugar it it's a delicious thing that i can chug down or or sip as the afternoon goes on it's just a great product it tastes good and the the amount when i pour it into my nalgene that's the almost precise dilution level i'm after i take one of these packets i turn it into a liter of uh, electrolyte hydration sport drink and i'm set it's it's perfect uh, the fruit, the fruit punch—that's the fruit punch. The lemon lime, uh, I guess seven. I still enjoy it. I still like the flavor. I especially like all of the things that it does for me. But I will acknowledge it's not as good. But you
2: use those water things too, the squirt ones.
0: Yeah, I also do the squirtle. Those but that's, come
2: in more flavors. Those don't come they? in more
0: flavors, and yeah, I I, I juggle those from uh, grocery store trip to grocery store trip, uh, changing it up. But that's not. An electrolyte situation. That's not like uh, I'm worried no. about uh, having been on a run and now I need to replenish the the salt or what have you. That's just uh, just changing the flavor of the water. The point is, is that I think that I would not appreciate the fruit punch as much if it was a pantry full of only fruit punch, right? And so what I'm doing is I'm setting myself up to really enjoy the fruit punch. Now, the the downside is that now I've gotten like three weeks now only drinking goddamn lemon lime because my family drank up all the fruit punch uh, ones. Uh, that
2: would be mostly the kids. I have one a week max.
0: I think it was also our trip to Florida. that.
2: Yeah, I didn't th- have any on that.
0: That did this. And, and the fruit punch ones disappeared more quickly on that trip as well. Because seemingly, almost universally, the fruit punch is preferred well, yeah, over the lemon nine lime. 9 out
1: of 10 and the other one is 7 out of 10. Easy math, Bob.
0: Right. But do you see what I'm doing here? Which is I I want to preserve the specialness of the fruit punch flavor by including something that I still enjoy. I still get a, a, a moderate amount of enjoyment out of, but it's just not quite as good as the fruit punch. And my feeling is that if I were to go fruit punch exclusive for a while, I wouldn't enjoy the fruit punch as much.
1: That that could be true, but there's an easy solution here. You could just test it out. Just just get fruit punch and see if anybody complains. Oh boy, life is too easy. I wouldn't mind if I had some lemon lime bullshit Our to deal kids with. Kids'
2: lives are obviously too easy.
0: The point is, Abe, you should make your sandwiches. With the Dukes on Tuesdays and Thursdays and the Hellman's Light on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, you no. will enjoy those Monday, Wednesday, and Friday sandwiches more than you would <laughs> if you made all five sandwiches exactly the same way Monday through Friday.
1: The, uh, the only commitment I'm going to make is if I run into that, that old lady, you know, this is a neighborhood uh, grocery store, and sometimes you see the same people. I would just lie to her and just tell, oh, that Dukes, boy, what a great product. And, and move on
0: a neighborhood uh, grocery store where you don't see a man it's not called manslaughter Kroger, because that would just be a random encounter <laughs> with with a person who happened to come in. No, you really know these people over time, and so when you kill them it's murder Kroger
1: <laughs> there's hardly any murders anymore, that's in the past
0: yeah all right, I think that i'm not. I, I'm less alone here than uh, the current audience would suggest. I think that there 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 are people out there who experience or buy or consume things that it's the it's the old thing about the bitter and the sweet. You, and and it's not even like the lemon lime is a two out of ten. It's not disgusting. It's not like I'm buying like my brother had these. They were called water boys which is suppo- – it's it's designed to be a hangover cure, and I had one the day after of, uh, of being out there in Denver at one point. I felt fine, uh, but I just wanted to try it just to see because uh, one of the things about uh, being so passionate about the stir stick product
2: – He it, is always trying to get people to stop using the stop, thing that yes, they're stop using. Stop buying
0: this thing that costs – in excess of eight times as much as this thing that I have smartly found your in the world. Chris
2: is worried about how much stuff costs.
0: No, no, no. But this is just a, a general principle. I have found the best product for doing this specific thing. Uh, everyone should just like I figured it out everybody. I'm I'm wire cutter, I'm consumer reports. I'm I, in, in this in this regard, I found the right product to satisfy this need. And it's, you're not st- now, if just you're to be clear, someone who can't stand stevia, right. like I understand. Uh, if you're not a stevia person, like it, it it's sort of like cilantro. Some people are like, "Ah, cilantro tastes like soap." Yeah, It's say, like, "All right, you should probably not have that guacamole then." But uh, if you're into it, then this is this is the sort of thing to have.
1: And just to be Clear, you're not on the take for not on the take at all,
0: and in fact, it's too expensive to buy on Amazon. So, you could go to Amazon, you could get this product, but like, don't source it consistently from Amazon because it's it's it costs more there than it does at the grocery store.
2: Unless you have two incomes in your house, I think that's all it would take.
0: See, this is where Lori and I differ. Lori's constantly saying, uh, uh, it's not a question of that, that somehow having more money would make it would make me think less. About,
2: uh, I never said that.
0: It, it's sort of what you're saying, is that people, if we had two incomes... I'm saying the you, fact you, that,
2: can't assu- you can't tell someone else what something is worth to them.
0: I disagree. I think I can, in fact, do that. If you're spending $150,000 on a car, there's something wrong with you. Uh, you, have, you have chosen okay, but poorly. but you
2: can't tell them that it's not worth it to them.
0: I can. I just did. It wasn't worth okay, You're a bad well, but they, person. It doesn't... And your values are misaligned. Okay. I,
1: I I will say <laughs> though, but it
2: doesn't make them change what they're doing.
1: You are likely an outlier in this behavior, though. This like all else is equal. I could just get a bunch of the same thing that I do like, but just to kind of keep myself honest, I'm going to get this thing that does a lot of the same things, but I don't like it as much. Like, do you think people do that with like ice cream or any other product where they'll get like I don't like the I don't know anything about ice cream, but
0: like I think I one? do that with ice cream. Do I, I do that. So okay. uh, I, if if we're going to the grocery store and there's like my favorite ice cream, if I had to pick off the top of my head, I'd probably say cookies and cream. Cookies and cream is a fucking perfect ice cream. It's vanilla. It's got the Oreos mixed go in. Wrong. Yeah, that's the it's the flavor I want. Also, mint chocolate chip is very good. Uh, the the coffee almond fudge, fucking that's delicious. So good. All of these are delicious things. They are somewhere between a 6 and a 10 on the deliciousness of ice cream scale. If I just got cookies and cream every time I went to the grocery store or to the to the Baskin-Robbins or wherever, forever for the rest of my life, would I really appreciate cookies and cream in the same way? Or is the fact that I got uh, chocolate chip cookie dough? Because the kids were whining about wanting chocolate chip cookies. Ah, it's fine. It's good. It's okay. But – Uh, Next time, we're getting that cookies and cream, and it's going to taste that much better because it's been a while.
1: I'm going to incorporate different types of potatoes to see if I appreciate sweet potatoes anymore and report back.
0: You clearly don't appreciate sweet potatoes. It's just a habit. It's just a thing that you do.
1: (laughs) And I appreciate the habit of eating it.
0: Yeah. Anyway, uh, I don't... No, if i'll keep any of that that's uh 25 minutes of absolute nonsense which is not that not it matters
1: unlike our regular program
0: that's true uh mike pence was on the uh, face the nation this week sort of probably outperformed uh expectations uh at the debate the other day uh, i don't know how much of this you caught. I watched some clips. I read some recaps, and I watched the other night. We watched about twenty minutes of it, maybe. Uh, I, I watched before turning it off.
1: A good chunk of it, but that uh, Vivek guy is very obnoxious. Like uh, he reminded oh. me of uh, his appearances on Bill Marshall. Like he's he's very like uh, I don't know, very obnoxious in his what in his speaking.
0: Very disingenuous person who says whatever needs to yeah, be said in the else. moment, with no regard for anything that he has said before. I direct you to the uh meet the press this weekend where he was talking to Chuck Todd and Chuck Todd was talking about how you spent like a whole chapter in your book talking about how the election wasn't stolen and this is a reflection of uh victim ideology taking over in this country and how uh being a sore loser is not the sort of person that we uh want in our leadership or in our president and then now all of a sudden you're like, yeah, I think the election was stolen and uh, Trump was right in all of this. And it's like – he's like, nope, I'm not going to respond to those sorts of gotcha questions, Chuck. I'm worried about the future. <laughs> At which point he said something like, uh, if I was Mike Pence on January 6th, I would have demanded that the Senate – pass election reform on that day in order to make sure that we have nothing but paper ballots and the ability to check. And that would be my solution to January 6th. I would have brought the nation together by jamming through something that Donald Trump then presumably would have been happy to sign, this thing that was invented on the Senate floor by by Vice President Vivek uh, Ramaswamy or slash Mike Pence. Uh, that would that would be 100% paper ballots with the ability to check on paper, uh, that sort of thing, and uh, whatever other fixes that he had in mind. Also, this is the same guy who, after the 2020 election, was like, we need to have electronic at-home voting for everyone. This is <laughs> – he'll say whatever he wants to say. None of it has to comport with reality whatsoever, and it's all strictly to get himself more attention, and you need uh, no – Uh, further proof than uh that than in the global warming question when the fox hosts were like so uh global warming uh real or or not so real and the seven of them up there were like yeah global warming is real." They raise their hand uh, and and vivek's hand doesn't go up it's like yeah i know how this works if all seven of their hands go up but mine doesn't they're coming to me yeah i get to talk now right
1: and what anyway yeah like climate change regime. Like, like the way he... Like, he comes across somebody who's just trying to raise his profile. He's not really expecting to, to win anything. He just wants his name out there long enough to do whatever.
0: Right. And the sort of person who... Like, though he says something interesting, like, one out of every ten ideas that comes out of his stupid face, uh, like, it's, it, it's the sort of thing that I... He's just lost all... He, you just lose all credibility with me. And I know that that doesn't matter... In the current landscape, that something like even the notion of someone having credibility uh, across audiences is a thing that is just utterly inconceivable at this point. Uh, but uh, he has none, none he,
1: for he me. Is, uh, he is our age. Uh, he's like one of the younger people in the – I mean, younger he's The, the youngest us. person. Right, yes. Uh, and he's the one that's – I think he may be the only one in the field, which is very bizarre, that's p- pushing. I mean it's not – the cornerstone of his campaign. But I've, I've heard him mention this at least three times where he wants to raise the voting age, which is a bizarre thing for somebody, I mean, anybody to be pushing because that age group is pretty apathetic anyway. Like just let the process play out. They're not going to show up anyways. But like for the youngest person in a field of old people to say enough of the young people voting, we need to raise it up and maybe like hold it hostage for like future purposes it's it's a very bizarre like is there like really
0: he wants to implement he wants to implement poll tests for the youth in the same way that they have poll tests for becoming a citizen of the United States. He's like I think you should have to pass a civics exam in order to earn the vote. When you look at a poll of your average American who is 100 in percent in the crowd that Vivek is talking about who starts cheering for this, and nobody knows how many Supreme Court justices there are or what the fucking Supreme Court even does or what the name of their goddamn senator is. Right. Like th- these, are the, these are the people that are cheering for the c- civics test in order to be able to vote?
1: <laughs> I think the people that cheer for it are just assuming that they'll be exempt from having to, to take it. Uh, and old and it's not like you know. Once you turn twenty five, people all of a sudden know who their senator. Is. You know, like whatever ignorance you had at eighteen is just going to get worse the older you get. It's just a very what. What I find strange about that is that there isn't really like you know like there are these stupid ideas that are bandied about. One of them is like let's send the military to the border, like a stupid idea. But I can see somebody out there think, oh yeah, that's a, that's going to solve the problem, right? Like somebody's going to think that's going to solve the problem. But right. I've never seen anybody yearning for this other thing. I don't know where it's coming from. Like, is this
0: just... Show me show me uh, one scintilla of evidence that the problem is that the youths are voting in such numbers <laughs> yes. that it's ruining the country. Like, the problem is <laughs> not, not that. Yes.
1: And also, the thing is politicians and the uh, laws that they pass affect everybody from alive to dead, like from zero to whenever you die, right? And so it's already bad enough that you're not allowing the first 18 years, even though it's still impacting you. But the argument there is that you're not an adult, right? You're still kind of, you know, it's like the on-ramp to, to adulthood, and so you can't do it yet. But beyond that, it makes no sense. Right.
0: Well, your parents are responsible for you, right? right? I mean, largely. So.
1: And also, you know, at that point, basically your parents are getting extra votes. That would be like a perverse incentive, to have a bunch of... You know, 20 kids get 20 votes. Vote harvesting in a weird way.
0: I like that plan. Uh, Anyway, yeah, Pence sort of outperformed what expectations were. I think it's safe to say. I mean, he had a pretty Uh, low bar
1: to clear, but he yeah.
2: Are we going to have to watch him talk?
0: Yeah, we're going to have to listen Uh, to Mike Pence because he said something that—
2: All these people suck so much.
0: Bothered me. Uh, Who else was— Haley I mean, it, okay. Christy was
2: the woman. Christy the was woman. fine. Nikki
0: Haley. Uh, everybody was impressed with Nikki Haley, and it's funny. Anytime anybody is impressed with somebody at one of these things, it is because they have absolutely no chance, right. within the Republican Party, but, right? Like she said things.
1: That's true, but also like of that that group, you know, like the Tim Scott, Nikki Haley, and Chris Christie. You're seeing like, is there something that one of those three could do to kind of get above the fray? And she at least did something. Christie seemed. Like, People seem to not like this guy, at least on the Republican side. Like all the polls that came out, like he's always, he's getting the negative marks. I think no one likes him.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's, he's way too he's inside the beltway for them. Like he's, he's a creature of the media. He's been at he's a, worse, ABC News for New years. Jersey. Plus, he's from New Jersey. I mean, he had a successful governorship there. And yeah, but like, key, if the there's break.
2: an inside the beltway problem, the only place worse is right. there by way of New Jersey.
0: Yeah. I mean, but his falling out was with the National Republican Party. He never really fell out with the people of New Jersey. He won re-election I know. in like, but with you're not over 60 percent of the vote in, in, in a in, pretty
1: blue
2: state. I know, but I'm not saying the people of New Jersey have a problem with him. I'm saying the rest of the country
0: right I think that speaks republican to people. precisely the sort of thing that's so poisonous about national politics at this point which is that it's about his position in the in the culture war and as as a talking head on television rather than what his record was as 8 years as a republican governor in a in a blue state he's in theory exactly the sort of person that you want uh, in the same way that Mitt Romney was right like he's the sort of person who got shit done and, like, just solve the daily problems of governance. And it has no relation whatsoever to uh, what our current politics is like. Um, yeah, I found Tim Scott to be weird in the couple of answers that I saw him give. Like, his his the abortion response was, like, weirdly over the top. I know he's a Christian fella who likes to tout his Christian feelings on these sorts of things. Uh, But Nikki Haley was the only one who gave a coherent response on the abortion thing. And actually, uh, uh, North Dakota man, uh, Mr. Uh, Doug Burgum, uh, gave a fairly rational response to that as well, which is like we spent two generations – we spent 50 years – Demanding that the authority for this sort of thing be returned to the states rather than dictated on high by the federal government. And now we're going to turn around two years later after we got what we wanted and demand and tell the American people that we want to nationally ban abortions after we spent 50 years saying we just want the power to return to the states. So it's like I'll do whatever I want in North Dakota because North Dakota is a different uh, place than New York and Texas. The women and of Texas North Dakota
1: and, are different than the women of New York?
2: They can move. I mean, I don't agree with him, but they
0: can move. Right. At least his position remains coherent uh, from one moment to the next, right? Like, we're going to figure out, the people of North Dakota will figure out. Yeah, of course, Abe. The people, the women of North Dakota are are biologically identical to the women of other states but uh do republicans favor a federalist system or not and That's true. at least
1: by the way on on the point point, I, I don't know if you were going to play that the the pence clip from face the nation but on the point of abortion i do find it interesting and this is a point that i've made countless times and you've said it doesn't matter let, let everyone take the win like w- just so that they can get to some solution but like a lot of these national law proposals that Nikki Haley and the like are pushing are 15 weeks, not six weeks, but 15 weeks. Right. And so they say we're pro-life 15 weeks, pro-life 15 weeks, like more than 90% of uh, abortions happen inside of 15 weeks. Right. So like, I still find that an incoherent argument. Like you've been talking pro-life all this time, and if
0: you – Well, if you, se- if you can read it, – it, it doesn't – to me, it doesn't take much to read into what Nikki Haley is saying there, that this is a separation of church and state issue. I, she, she is uh, proud uh, – I think she says something to the effect of I'm proudly and, and defiantly pro-life or whatever she says. Right. like meaningless it, it's, when
1: you're pushing something that
2: – Well, but you can be pro-something – and not make everybody else be that thing.
0: Right. For her, she cannot fathom a situation in which she would choose to have an abortion. This is exactly what we want out of our no, politicians. That's true. I know, I know that's for them to have yes. certain beliefs and then recognize that we are in a pluralistic society in which abortion is just a fundamental fact of our existence. That there are. Uh, I mean, is she even like the fact that she's up there saying contraception should be readily available for all is sort of revolutionary in Republican circles, uh, which is remarkable to say in 2023. Uh, But but it's a great point that if you want to reduce the number of abortions, you should increase the amount of contraception that's available to uh, the people who are showing up for four dollar movie day at the (laughs) at the local AMC for the rabble out there. Uh, I, I don't see it as an incoherence as well, long as you're only- willing to as, – as long as you're willing to acknowledge that this is a, a morality that matters to her personally and she's not trying to impose it on everyone else. It's the sort of thing that you want in your politicians.
1: But, but, but also Pence is also gravitating towards the 15 weeks at the national level also, basically saying states can be more strict, but like you can be looser than 15 weeks or something like that. And to me that seems like it's like a political – Uh, answer to something that they didn't want in the first place. They would prefer six weeks, but because they see that this is a a loser of an issue at the polls, like every time that this has come up in the last year or two since the Supreme Court decision, it's gone decidedly the other way. Like even in red states, even if it's a standalone issue uh, in August or July, like the numbers are the other way. And if this is a dominant issue next year, it's going to uh, drown out other issues, and so they're trying to get ahead of it. I think this seems like a cynical move, but it's just weird that there's and, – and that's fine if they, that's the approach you want to take, but all along it was like pro-life, life, 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 life. And now you're like 15 weeks is fine, which is like what the hell was the point of all this? Just leave Roe v. Wade where it stood, which was just a few weeks after that, like 20 weeks or 22 weeks or whatever it was. It just seems like all of this energy, all of this harm that's been caused was just for the appearance of being holy. Not actually being
4: home.
0: Well, on that note, it's time to get into what Mike Pence said at the start of his interview with CBS's Face the Nation this weekend. Um, Maggie Brennan was not there on Sunday morning, much to my dismay. (laughs) Instead, it's uh, fill-in host Nancy Cortez, who didn't even announce at the start of the show that she was filling in for Maggie Brennan, which I found to be Uh, A tremendous insult to Maggie's position there at CBS.
2: We want to turn now to politics and former Vice President Mike Pence, who joins us from Indiana this morning. Mr. Vice President, thank you so much for being here.
0: Thank you,
3: Nancy. Thanks for having me on.
2: Absolutely. I want to start with this shooting in Jacksonville. You know, here we are. It's the eve of the 60th anniversary of the March on Washington. And yet we're appearing we're appearing to witness uh, a rise in racial hatred, in white supremacy across the country. What can you do? What can your party do? What can the nation do to address this?
3: Well, there's no place in America for racially inspired violence, and I I condemn what occurred in Jacksonville in the strongest possible terms. That wasn't a criminal act. Uh, That was an act of evil. Also a crime. uh, uh, But our our prayers are with the families who lost loved ones and those that are injured. Karen and I prayed this morning for them. And as a Marine Corps family, we also prayed uh, for the families of our Marines that were lost and injured in the Osprey crash. Uh, we, we believe in prayer at our house, Nancy. But, but look, there, I, I, this issue of mass shooting is one that I think we need leadership in this country uh, afresh. I, I, I will tell you that uh, I, I believe uh, that the, the there's a series of steps that we can take, providing law enforcement with the support that they need, uh, ending this uh, this long, uh, experiment of defunding the police by the American left. Uh, I think we need to provide federal funding to provide armed guards at all of our public and private schools. Uh, we need a commitment to institutional health care in this country that I've called for many months ago. Uh, but at the end of the day, I also believe that justice delayed is justice denied. And I'm calling for a, an expedited federal death penalty for anyone engaged in a mass shooting like took place in Jacksonville or, or frankly, like the shootings that took place at, uh, at, at a baseball park and, and at a football game, we, right. we've got to send a message to anyone that has evil in their hearts, uh, that there is no chance uh, for them to spend the rest of their life behind bars, that they're going to meet their fate, uh, in months, not years. We'll uh, and there. I believe, uh, I believe expedited due process, a federal death penalty for those that engage in the kind of mass shootings that claim lies in Jacksonville yesterday is an idea whose time has come.
2: Understood. Let's turn to...
0: He uses that formulation a lot, an idea whose time has come. Uh, he believes that quickly killing mass shooters, uh, quickly conv- uh, trying, convicting, and then executing them via the federal death penalty is an idea whose time has come, which is, first of all... It's a a paraphrasing of the Victor Hugo uh, who said, nothing is more powerful than than an idea whose time has come. It's sort of a a riff on that phrasing. This was a guy, uh, this is Mike Pence, who suggests in his long answer to the question that we need to drop all this defund the police narrative stuff and make sure that we have police officers at our schools and universities. Uh, This, this killing that happened was by a guy who went to who who arrived at a historical uh, at some black college some historically hbcu i believe down there in florida and was turned away by the security <laughs> guard working there and he 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 left the university when somebody was like hey uh guy what are you doing here you look a little funky uh, and so he's like, ah, nothing. I'm leaving. And he went to the dollar store where he found uh, other black people to kill. So I'm not sure why uh, how that factors in to Mike yeah. Pence's narrative about this particular event. But also, Mike Pence talked in many of his answers at the debate about his heavenly father, uh, 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 Jesus Christ, his personal Lord and Savior, and heavenly father. Jesus Christ, so that man who uh, gave his life to Christ in a moment some many number of years ago, who centers his uh prayerful nature as much as possible and believes that uh, uh, appealing to his heavenly Father, the good Lord above uh, is meaningful to him in the way that he conducts himself publicly, wants to Go from uh, uh, current situation, which, by the way, also further half of all mass shooters die in the process of, of doing the mass shooting. Yes. That was the what I could find online anyway. Something like half of all mass shooters are dead by the time the event is over. Often right. So there's not any hands.
1: Right. I mean, sometimes they're engaging with whomever shows up, and other times they see that that's going to happen and they just kill off themselves. I don't know which of the two this was. Did he kill himself before the engagement or? Was there some sort of uh, he
0: killed himself? Yeah, okay. so he found that uh, he he shot the three people there, and then the police showed up, and he locks himself in a in a back office at the dollar store, and does the does the deed himself because uh, death is not something that is an obstacle right. to the people who have evil in their hearts. You fucking moron! It's not a deterrent. I mean, you have. E- evil in your heart, death is not a deterrent, overwhelmingly, they fully expect to die in the act of carrying this out, and if they're not killed in that act, they usually turn the gun on themselves, right? right? It, It happens time after time. They don't expect to survive these fucking situations, overwhelmingly. That's not the mindset. So an expedited death penalty, which, by the way, this is a man whose heavenly father is Jesus Christ, who said that we used to say, in the, according to the old law, thou shalt not kill. Uh, but don't go judging the murderers, because if you have even a bad thought, about your brother, about the man next to you, then you are just as liable to be judged by God as the murderer is, right? Right. So that that that's the extent to which Christ believed that we should forgive the sins of those around us because all of our actions ourselves are not pure of heart. Let he who is without sin cast the first goddamn stone. I don't know where he gets it in his head that the idea of what Christ, his heavenly father wants him to do is to quickly kill people who have uh, uh, sinned against us on this earth. i I, I it's the sort of hypocrisy that is completely unacceptable to me. I I, I frequently say hypocrisy is good. that it is, be- But any time that it's this sort of retributive, uh, uh, venge-filled uh, balancing of the scales, that's the sort of hypocrisy that I just can't abide. You, I can't fucking stand it. I,
1: I do wonder if uh, maybe this happened – the timing of this happened to where he couldn't like pull another – or a modified version of this standard talking point, but like everything that he mentioned was either uh, not relevant to what happened or it would be ineffective, like you said. So like the, the two areas would be prevention and deterrence. He mentioned schools uh, and, and some other institutions, but like you can't harden up all the soft targets, just like this example showed. So if you harden up the school without primary target, They say, okay, let's go to some other place. Like You're always going to find another place. So instead of killing 10 people, he killed three. You're still killing people, right? So there isn't any sort of uh, logistical way out of this to where you can harden up a dollar tree or whatever this was right like that's not going to work right so like if they can't kill you at No you school, have to
0: make it way harder for people to get guns if you like that is the, obviously so that's the obviously the only yeah. answer
1: Yeah that's the one that's off the table like the one that at least with like give people the fighting chance to where this person had like the long gun and also had like a regular gun that he killed himself with so i guess he was prepared for whatever uh so like the prevention stuff whatever he proposed won't work, right? Because they're just going to go to somewhere. There's going to be people congregating everywhere, gas stations, at the dollar store, at Costco. You're going to find people to kill. If you want to kill, there's nothing really stopping somebody from doing that. The second one is deterrence. Like, oh, if we fast track the death penalty, that's going to change the calculus somehow. There has been this it's kind of becoming like the the jihadi kind of thing where like, they're not expecting to survive this. Like they're kind of going out this way. It's like this coward's exit, right? I'm going to do a lot of harm and then I'm going to kill myself so that I won't be held accountable. So like that undercuts the argument that death, especially the way we do it, like, Oh, what do you want to eat before we kill you? Are you feeling okay? Do you want to see your preacher? Like that's not stopping anybody from doing this, right? Like, so enough. and I
0: understand I understand like as stupid as it is like the old Trump line about like we need to do it more like the Philippines or the Chinese do it where they just execute their drug dealers in the street and Trump's like yeah man we should we should consider just executing our drug dealers because then they won't want to be drug dealers anymore at least that tracks right like I I don't think it works I think it's bad uh, from a basic civil libertarian perspective right. and there, also there... the I, that we probably shouldn't uh, as a society we shouldn't talk about killing many thousands of people just as a general rule. Uh, But at least I can imagine like if some fucking drug dealer gets just executed in the street by the local constabulary from time to time that – uh yeah, you'd be less likely to be dealing drugs out in the open. Uh at least like I don't think it's a no, good that's true I don't think that's the sort of uh coercive way that we want to solve these sorts of problems. But at least it tracks. With the with the mass shooter thing, like you think you're going to stop the Virginia Tech guy from going around and killing 27 people or whatever the number is because he's afraid that he's going to be executed 6 months yeah. from now instead of 22 years from now?
1: It's ridiculous, but, but I, I think because there's no other solution, but you're right because like in, the, in the drug example, people are trying to make money. They don't care about the harm that it causes to the people who were using this drug, so it doesn't matter if it's laced with fentanyl. I don't care if you die. I don't care if everybody dies. I'm going to make a buck, right? And so you're thinking, okay, let's – fuck being nice. Let's make it cost prohibitive, right? Like basically, that's what they're thinking. It's like we're going to kill you if you do this, right? We're raising the cost to death, right? Like, if you do this, we will kill you. Hopefully, some potential drug dealers are going to say, that's too steep a cost for me to risk just to make a buck. I'll just deliver pizzas or something else, right? At least there's some, I mean, as ridiculous, I'm I'm not for that either, just to be clear, but you're right. At least there's some logic there. In this case, it is baked in that they're gonna die, right? Like They're like, I am going to, I'm not planning to survive this, right? I mean, in many cases, they they kill themselves or they go out in a blaze of glory, maybe they try to take a cop or two on their way out, but they're factoring into the cost death. So there's nothing that the state can propose that's going to raise the cost high enough in that situation, right? So like the solutions that the vice president mentions wouldn't do anything in these kind of cases, especially in this example. Like, I mean, there are some other examples where cops prevented something from happening or it prevented a worse outcome. This one, I mean, there were what, three black people in there and they they killed all of them. So, like, there was nothing, like, none of the solutions that he offered up was going to do anything. Like, this person did what they wanted to do. They killed. They died. And anyone can repeat this anywhere and there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, that's the answer, right? I mean – Just don't be unlucky because this could happen to you. Tomorrow could be some other, you know, demographic group. Like, oh, if you're Jewish and you're at the store or if you're whatever, like a woman, like something else will happen and somebody else will kill somebody else. So it's like these solutions aren't going to do anything. It's just something to say in an interview so you can avoid the issue.
0: Right. And I understand why these are the sorts of stories that become national news headlines at the same time that – hundreds of shootings that happen on a daily bi- or on a like on a weekend or whatever, you know, the fucking standard issue Republican talking point nonsense about how, uh, why do we care about these killings and not all of the killings that happened in Chicago over the extended Labor Day holiday or what have you. Um, I
1: mean, the, the, you know, what's weird about that argument is like, that was kind of the argument. Like remember when after 9-11 happened, I mean, not immediately in the aftermath because there was a lot of, up. Uh, Pound of flush sentiment for a while after, but like once things kind of settled down, there was this. I think John Kerry kind of flowed this idea, like this is a law, like a law, law enforcement effort, like to like find out the people responsible. Since this was a stateless actor, to follow law enforcement, like FBI, some sort of investigative effort to pursue the people and and hold them accountable. And other people are like, "Fuck that! We're gonna bomb some country. Like this is at that level, we gotta bomb a country." And the reason why that sentiment was there is because like they weren't just killing the 3,000 people that they killed; they're killing and they were attacking a country. They were attacking an institution, right? And so similarly, like all the gang violence that happens like in a city like Chicago, there's no like, "Oh, we're trying to kill black people or we're trying to kill." right it's just like just nonsense violence like like you're in this group and i'm in that group right and so that's a different right. thing than like i am seeking black people to kill i'm seeking jewish people to kill i'm seeking women to kill right like that is a greater threat because that you're attacking a demographic and so that's why it's treated differently than just like some gangbang shooting like that should be like clear like it's not because
0: I understand that it's clear. I am curious about this distinction, though, because, like, Vivek uh, has been making noise because he's blaming the rise of racially motivated violence on the media's consi- – or the establishment's consistent focus on racism, right? That, that somehow and, – and he said this thing about how it, it shouldn't surprise you that in a world in which affirmative action is a thing – ...that we should then turn around and see that we're going to upset the people from whom the narrative is. Even if it's not actually happening, uh, I'm trying to give the, the best version of what he said here. So,
4: Well, I do believe that racism in many cases is manufactured in a way that creates more racism in this country. I cannot think of a greater way, Chuck, of driving racism in this country... ...than to take something else away from someone based on the color of their skin... And so is there existing racism in the United States? Of course there is. But those last burning embers of racism, the last thing I want to do is throw kerosene on it. And yet that's exactly what I believe the modern culture is doing by creating race-based quota systems that deny people access to goods or services based on the color of their skin. The right answer to stop discrimination on the basis of race, as John Roberts said it, is to stop discriminating on the basis of race. And I am genuinely worried that we're seeing a new wave of anti-black and anti-Hispanic racism as a consequence of the so-called anti-racist across. movements.
0: Even in a world in which we're not actually taking from the whites in order to give to the blacks, if the narrative in the culture is we need to take from the the whites in order to redistribute it to the blacks even though that isn't functionally happening if that's the narrative of course you're going to get some people who react violently to that sort of an idea people who get angry uh, about that sort of an idea who then uh, uh, because they're unbalanced or whatever uh, have an unbalanced reaction to it and go out and and do violence uh, i do wonder if Because I don't think of gang violence in Chicago that results in 25 shootings or whatever over the course of a three-day weekend uh, as a symptom of uh, a mental health issue, right? Like, I don't ever think of—
2: But, Bob, there's a mental health epidemic—
0: Right, but I don't ever think of those people as being mentally unwell. I think that they live in horrific circumstances and are reacting to those horrific circumstances. Which is not good for your mental
1: health, by the way, right? I mean, you're living in a very... No, 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 I'm not denying that they don't
0: have other... Like, but but in terms of like, is this person a crazy person? Like, I don't think of the person like they are doing a crazy behavior, right? Like, gang fucking going out there with guns and shooting in the streets. That's fucking crazy. But it's, also, but like, it's like, not crazy in the same way right. as the guy who was raised to believe that he shouldn't touch his wiener and then like g- got super upset about the massage parlors, right? He's not. It's not crazy in the way that some idiot uh, goes and reads a bunch of garbage on the. On on 4chan and decides that the problem is black people and what the blacks are getting. And therefore, he goes out and decides he's going to shoot up an HBCU uh, and then diverts himself to the nearest Dollar General because that's where he can find other black people to shoot when he wasn't allowed to shoot them at the HBCU. Like, that to me suggests a truly mentally deranged individual and not someone who's following a coherent ideology in any sort of way, right? And maybe that's just a problem, like, that's a, that's a bias of mine, I guess. No, uh, I
2: don't, I think you're just right. I mean, maybe some of the people in the bad neighborhoods with the crime are also crazy and they are like, yeah, I'll kill whoever you want me to because I'm fucked up. But it's probably less
0: right and, 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 and right and when you and and so another thing that the Republicans have been bringing up lately is the fact that like we don't hear about the The mental illness of the trans individual who shot up the Catholic school uh, in Tennessee, uh, whenever the hell it was that that happened, like that's not a conversation that they want to have. And I sort of agree with that. They don't want to talk about how this person had uh, severe mental issues uh, because that doesn't comport with their feel. Like they would much rather have the conversation about how no, this person was beaten down by society that was queerphobic or transphobic or whatever, and. And this was a sort of a not that it excuses the behavior, but it's a sort of natural reaction to it. In the same way that when they talk about gang violence in the inner city, it's always as a natural reaction to the environment around you. And but but when we talk about the the fucking Dylan Roof's or the, like the the guy who shot up the South Carolina church, we don't talk about that as a natural reaction exactly to the to the reality of the world that he grew up in. Instead, that's presented as he is a. Uh, uh, fucking Nazi, and and by virtue of the fact that uh, Nazis tend to be conservatives and therefore tied in some ephemeral way to the Republican Party, that this is a Republican problem. Right. And uh, at any right. time right-wing violence happens, it's like—and I understand that being frustrating for your average fucking Republican who doesn't think of themselves as tied to uh, mass gun violence because they've never done any mass fucking gun violence, right? And it, it's not fair that they should be tied to it in that right.
1: way that that's true all right so just, just just to I just want to make a couple of points one, you know, so like again, this is not a limited to the, the city of Chicago, but it's always brought up, and it's a good just frame of reference like if you're born in like the shitty parts of Chicago, right, you grew up in like this chaotic violent environment, right oftentimes right. you are. Pressed for service, like, hey, you live here, and you're in this clique, and uh, we believe these things, and uh, those people over there, fuck them, uh, and uh, let's let's just start, you know, protecting our own, and that sort of thing, right? And so you're you're kind of brought up in this chaotic environment, and you're just kind of reacting to the environment that you're in. That is separate from uh, somebody who's seeking out hate, right? Like th- this, I don't know. I'm sure more will come out from this Jacksonville shooter. But past shooters, they uh, find communities, so to speak, online of hate. And a lot of the arguments are replacement theory stuff, right? Who brings up, rep- they're replacing you. The white population has gone down. All of these minorities are doing this. Like, there's a lot of this messaging, right? And many people hear it and they move on. Some people glom onto it, maybe because of mental health. Because of whatever going on at their home, but that message seems to strike a chord, not unlike the jihadist types who like ISIS like does some online bullshit. And somebody's like, oh, this is great, this Muslim stuff, right? And it blow up somebody like six months later, right? Like it's a similar track as the jihadi thing, where these youths who are just kind of like aimless, like glom onto this. I guess to them it's not hate-filled, but like it's hate-filled to the person who's going to be on the receiving end of their action, right?
0: No, I think in a lot of, in a lot of ways it is. They recognize that it's hate-filled. They are, they are supremely confident in their but hatred. The hatred I, comes
1: second. But first, in order for you to buy into it, you, you have to be the grieved part. Like, this is being done on you. There are forces out there that are conspiring against you. You are the victim of this, and you need to react. You need to kind of, like, take some action – to stem the tide of wherever this is going, right? So, like, the hate comes second. Like, nobody just like I think most in most people's formulations of themselves, they're not like I'm just an evil person, right? Like, it, they may end up there, but it it builds to that. And so, like the the pro, the reason why it gets a lot of attention, these kind of situations, like this, is like people are seeking out this behavior, whereas other people, you're just in it; you can't escape it. A lot of the people that are getting shot, like, when they bring up numbers, oh, Labor Day is coming up this week. I'm sure on the back end of that, there'll be a report I'll see. Twenty-some-odd people got shot. Like, 20 of them are just fucking living their lives. Like, they're not, like, involved in anything. They're just, like, getting ice cream and they get shot. Like, they're included in this, like, they're part of it somehow. Like, they're just, like, innocent victims, right? So, like, the, the way that... It's presented as that everybody has agency, and a lot of times you don't have agency if you're like in a chaotic environment. Whereas this person had total agency. He bought the guns, he wrote whatever nonsense, and then he killed the people. Like he did all of the things, and then they're giving some sort of mental health out for some reason.
0: Yeah, I guess I just don't see it as. I I see a similar lack of agency. And if we're going to deny the kids in Chicago their agency, I don't know why we aren't also denying the agency of this fucking idiot who... Like, whatever. Like, I I just don't... You you,
1: you see no distinction between seeking out this and, like, you're in it? And, like, somebody shot your cousin, and now you're just shooting somebody else's cousin. There are similar
0: incentive structures in place in terms of what they get out of. that that. They get a sense of... Of grasping onto a power that they have been denied up to this point, I think it 's probably a similar sort of thing like it you say it 's just like they 're not born into literal war zones right they 're born of these places, into i mean
1: like
2: if that 's how they they say that chirac they call no, it. no
0: I know, but like what, what I mean is they 're not they 're not born needing to hold a rifle in order to keep themselves alive they are uh it's a uh, it 's the sort of thing where uh, a handgun is a way of expressing power, of, of trying to reclaim a certain sort of agency that they believe that they've been denied and, up to this when, point.
1: when are they making these decisions, though? Like, at 12, 13, 14, 15, right? I mean, these people, like, again, like, if you c- commit murder, like, to me, like, you committed murder. It doesn't matter what the justifications are for committing murder. But, like, you can, like, in- pluck take somebody out of, like, that chaotic environment and put them somewhere else, and they have a pretty good chance of... Turning their life around, these people are, are coming from everywhere. I don't know where this guy lives, like in Florida. Like, he may had a normal childhood and he just took things the wrong way. I don't know. I don't know in this particular situation what the circumstances were, but it seems like the, it's like a, like people are finding out this information online, and they're taking action as lone wolves. Like there are no lone wolves in Chicago. They're all part of some sort of thing. Where you you're retaliating against somebody else's perceived or actual actions from the past, right? And again, people are going to die. Innocent people die in in both scenarios. So in that case, they're the, the same. But like, I do think that these people are making choices that 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 aren't available for others. Like, people are just like you're just in it.
0: Yeah, and I just I like I recognize why it becomes. A story. I know why Nancy Cordes says at the top of her at the top of her interview. Like it seems like there's a surge in white supremacy and hate based crimes. We're appearing to witness uh, a
2: rise in racial hatred in white supremacy across the country.
0: I don't know that the data bears that out in any meaningful way. In fact, I I, I don't think that it does. Um,
1: Although okay, and I don't
0: know what good I don't know what good the distinction is in terms of like when I, when the sheriff gets up there and says we're pursuing this as a as a hate crime it's like oh well, the guy is fucking dead right like it, yeah, does, it doesn't fucking matter how you're he pursuing has to say this
1: something. No I know but and also, I, and I also thought like, that
0: his press for, for, his, for his press conference was actually pretty good right. i thought that guy he told the truth about the situation in a way that was plain and 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 true um i just i don't know i don't want i don't want it to s- sound like I'm downplaying it. I just don't know that it matters in any meaningful well, way. So maybe I am downplaying but the thing it. Is, I don't.
1: You, so you don't, because to me, like, I always think the app comparison is jihadist terrorism, right? Like, this is like that. It's not like people shooting each other up in the city, because, like, it is a ideologically based action. I hate this group. And I'm going to commit this act in the hopes that. So, but that it, what it is
0: the me- actual ideology there? And an and ideology has to actually have something resembling power. It has to come from a place of uh, being able to deliver on its threats in order to matter in terms of our response to it. If the ideology has no power beyond these uh, statistically insignificant, though anecdotally horrible and unspeakable crimes, then. It is in the reaction to it that we give it its power, right? I mean, you keep bringing up terrorism and jihad. I agree with you that that's an apt comparison and also— Look what the last fucking 25 years has wrought right. in terms of the American reaction to that, right, which has been bad. Uh, it, it wasn't good right, but to go into Afghanistan and Iraq yeah, you're right. in the way that we did.
1: You, you, you can learn from the, the bad behavior, but, but, but the reason why I think it's important to kind of see it for what's happening is because, it, again, I'm going to set the Jacksonville thing aside because I'm not – as well read on this particular shooting. Uh, But there are some in that space that think that enough of these incidents is going to gin up some sort of race war.
0: Right, but Dylan Roof didn't start a race right. war, right? But that's he the, didn't. Again, even didn't. even Donald Trump's presidency, the most appalling display of white supremacy in in sixty years in this country, didn't start the race war, right? It's not like the 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 reason that we were sold on the war on terror is because we sort of believed because we're dumb that. Uh, Enough Muslims would want to see New York burned to the ground and to see the caliphate uh, uh, take over the world, right? That, that jihadist uh, Islamic terrorist Islam was going to uh, destroy civilization if we didn't do something about it. Does anyone really believe that white supremacy is going to reign in this, like not not the sociologists, right? Not the Ibram X Kendi's and the and the other of that type who would make these sorts of arguments. But does do any fucking normies out there believe that we might be in a situation in which the Dylan roofs and the Jacksonville assholes of the world fucking win? The answer or is become no. such a
1: no. Obviously, it's no. But the the issue though is that. The people who are committing these acts, they're hoping that it's so. The answer is no. But the, what's motivating these actions, I would imagine, is that the ho- maybe the next one will. Maybe there's going to be some sort of tipping point that we're going to reach. And it's going to – I mean basically you're trying to create a retaliation spiral, which is kind of like the environment that, sh- that parts of Chicago are, right? It doesn't matter – like, how it started. Like, if you kill me, I kill you, and then back and forth, back and forth, right? So, like, the 9-11 attacks wasn't, like, just just that was it. The hope was, like, you attack them, America overreacts, comes over the top, att- you know, in, in the process, killing right. people
0: who... Great success! Right. But then, <laughs> The, the hope case. was
1: that the people who were caught up in, you know, in this dragnet uh, p- policies that came afterwards would, would become uh, jihadists themselves. That... that part didn't happen. So there was no retaliation spiral, but that was the hope that they had and and these people have a similar hope that there's going to be some sort of reta- like some black person will say enough and they kill some like white person and and then you know,
0: again, right? But that's ins- that's insane. It I mean, to you're believe killing that, people right?
1: because of some fucking made up bullshit. The whole no, no, thing. But is that's the what I
0: mean. The, 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 in order to believe that you're going to spark a, a violent civil war because you went into the Dollar General and shot up some black folks is a crazy thing to believe. Yes,
2: but this is a crazy yes. person.
0: It is a crazy, yeah. Right. So then maybe we should just, maybe the answer is not to talk about the rise of uh, white supremacist violence. Maybe there's another, maybe there, that, that this has been ineffective. And I'm not saying that Vivek is correct in saying that like a
2: mental health epidemic. S-
0: somehow talking about it is creating the conditions on the ground. But it doesn't seem to be solving the problem. The, right? Yeah. But like, I mean, <laughs> oh, but
1: of the options on the table, like do we do the, the, the streaker at a soccer match? policy where you just avert, you know, move the cameras away. And like, obviously you have to cover it. If somebody gets shot at a Dollar Tree, it's going to be covered, or whatever the the store was. It's going to be covered, right? So like, it's either you cover it, uh, or you don't cover it, or you cover it but not so breathlessly. I mean, I don't know. Like, is there like some middle ground that you can find? And also on the,
0: I don't think it's, I don't think it's possible. I don't. I'm not saying that there is a most perfect way right. of covering a racial hate crime that results in the death of black people at the hands of one fucking psychotic white guy that would make things seem level headed, right? Like it's a, it's a in vonnegut ease, it's a massacre, and there's nothing intelligent to say about a massacre. And I think that goes for. Uh, fucking Mike Pence when he says that this is an idea whose time has come as though it's some fucking, like, what are you talking about? Well, you, You're just dressing up yeah. this vengeful feeling of wanting to kill somebody who hurt your feelings as an idea whose time has come. You know, you're a fucking moron. This is not an idea at all. Right. It, it doesn't even rise to the idea of an idea. Although I do uh, uh, okay. But, but at the, by the same token, I don't think that Nancy is framing, the, the traditional establishment framing of this as uh, uh, an example of the rise of white supremacist culture in this country, is, is an idea whose time has come either. Like it's, it's just it, – it's not a coherent response because there's nothing coherent to say about this sort of thing. There's nothing intelligent to say about it. I don't
1: it. know what the, the numbers are, but like if you were to focus on – ideologically-based violent actions, right? I mean, like, what what's the top five? It's
0: because the the reason—I'm sorry to interrupt— but the reason that you would do that is because of the, the underlying belief that you can change the facts on the ground such that these sorts of things don't happen. And I think that's fucking crazy, right? Meaning what? Like—, like- it, it, You cannot... This is not a problem that you solve ideologically. It's a problem that you solve with the fucking practical realities on the ground, which is that when it's easy for this asshole to go out and buy these guns legally when he's a crazy person, he's going to Employ those guns in horrific ways, and the the you're not going to solve it by solving the brain worms that were infesting his YouTube algorithm uh, six months ago, right? Like, I just – I don't believe that. I believe you're going to solve it by making it – and you're certainly not going to solve it by threatening him with consequences <laughs> that are that are more severe than he already believed he was going to yeah. face, right? This is a person right. who lost all notion of consequences a very long time ago. There's there's a, a nihilism to his belief about the world in obvious ways, in the in the way that he went out and decided to try to start uh, a race war and that that it would inevitably end in his own death, right? Like that's nothing that you can ration. You cannot reason with. With it You cannot have a rational discussion about it. There's no amount of hand-wringing about white supremacy culture or the rise of racial hate in this country that's going to make a difference. You have to make it harder for him to get his hands on a weapon that does this sort of damage. Right. That is the only I, I, uh, rational response I, I think, to this. I think...
1: No, it's the mental health epidemic <laughs> and the obviously the border. Right. And I, I think, I think you, you're right ultimately, Bob, but I do think – I mean it's got to be frustrating uh, – for some people that are in this uh, to see like, you know, like the gun solution, like taking some approach on guns is off the table by like half the country, right? Like half the country uh, is, would be, we don't want to do anything. At least that's the presentation that politicians have, like doing anything about guns off the table. And then now the next on the list is like, well, what's motivating this? Like maybe it's this, white supremacy thing and then like take that off the table like what are we talking about then like you're gonna take all of the possible uh, inroads off the table what are we talking about just like oh so,
0: 20- what I'm saying is that the white supremacy thing is not actually an inroad to solving it's any not, of the goddamn but, but problems it's like the it would be like thing. saying we need to get it we need to get it at, at, at hip hop culture in order to stop the gang bangers in Chicago yeah. from doing all of the killing you are confused about the direction in which that sort of thing flows man like that's not how this works at yeah. all. You don't keep the violent hip-hop lyrics off of MTV and the radio and YouTube and TikTok in order to stop violence from happening at the street level. You're out of your goddamn mind. I think people know that when it's about a certain kind of person and about a certain kind of idea, but they refuse to recognize that the same thing applies to the idiot who's getting his bullshit ideology or allegedly getting a bullshit ideology from from a YouTube al- algorithm, it's just broken human brains, and you're not ever going to solve for that in a top-down sort of way.
1: Right, you're not going to solve. But again, this is a uniquely American problem, right? So this is a problem that's not, at least at this level, that 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 that's uh, replicated anywhere else, right? For some reason here, where the guns are plenty. There's a lot of gun-related violence, right? And so, like,
0: you can't do anything about the guns. And it takes and it takes the form of all sorts of different uh, of all kinds, yes. right? Overwhelmingly, it takes the form of a handgun in one asshole's hand who decides he's going to al- kill himself and the people yeah. and, 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 and the people always, around him, right? Yeah, it's
1: not always homicides. You know, a lot of the guns are used for suicide. You know, like people just the guns are there to do many things with, uh, and unfortunately, people get killed with them. Not that many things. Yeah, I guess mostly just killing. <laughs> just that is true. Uh, it's mostly that. I mean, you know, I guess the sports stuff and the just sense of comfort. I'm sure there's some benefits people have with the guns. Um, I'm not comfortable around them.
0: I think that I think that that I think I fucking after stumbling around it for fucking 45 minutes. I think that that that's it's good to talk it out and sound stupid for an hour because I I finally get to something that that feels satisfactory. Is that why
2: have been cranky since uh, Sunday? Jesus Christ!
0: Th- there's an entire. Element of this that, that immediately – anytime somebody on the right brings up the problem is hip-hop culture, the problem is, is cultural, that there must be something that we can do about the culture in order to solve the problem of violence, that to me is the same thing as saying the problem is white supremacy culture the problem is somehow that this like the the idea that somehow we're going to solve for the brainworms uh across our different uh, disparate parts of our, our culture uh is absurd to me you're never going to solve for the goddamn brainworms uh it's too big a problem it's not in, in the same way of what we're talking about last week where it's like this is just not how people live. Like, yeah, you can blame it on global warming and, and climate change, and I can 100 percent agree with you that climate change is real and it's going to destroy the earth. But if your solution is just to say, well, the Republicans won't fucking do anything about uh, the burning of fossil fuels, like, no. No. You are uh, beyond uh, the things that come out of your mouth. You are complicit in every conceivable way that matters in terms of the way that we are in the world. Right? It's just a, the the facts on the ground are that we are a post-industrial fucking society that relies on turning uh, vast amounts of resources into uh, usable products, and it, uh, that's why the temperature on the planet is fucking warming. And if you think it's one political party's fault i think you're out of your goddamn mind perhaps
2: it's we have a son who has he'll get in a mood and we're like bud what's wrong and he's like i'm fine nothing and then we like ask and we try to it's like did you have a fight with a friend was there something at school and lori's
0: doing cheap psychoanalysis on me at the moment and i don't appreciate not it
2: doing psychoanalysis i'm <laughs> saying you're bad at telling me what the fuck your problem is.
0: I didn't even realize that. I I don't think I've been cranky the last two days. I disagree. You've been
2: fucking cranky.
1: <laughs> the the uh, The only thing I'll say like perhaps it's a fut- futile effort uh, identifying the the brainworm thing. But if it turns out that there's some sort of and, and not just with this, but like I said with the uh, the ISIS jihadist stuff, like if there was some thing some some strategy somebody identified maybe in the in the soft sciences uh like inter like effective intervention method like your snot-nosed teenage kid is trending towards some nazi nonsense or some jihadist nonsense like if there are some telltale signs they can kind of intercede if there's something that they can come up with to where like this kid is you know it's a combination of like Anxiety and depression and and loss of identity and just whatever, like all of these things are fertile ground for this. And so like make sure that they're not operating under that uh, environment and maybe do something about that environment to prevent. Them five years from now.
0: Yeah, I think better parenting would one hundred percent make a difference. Also, there's three hundred and fifty fucking million people in this country, right? right? Like, like, what are you? There's a
2: mental health epidemic.
0: Maybe it's long overdue. Like, maybe Mike Pence's bolder
1: strategy would be like death penalty to the parents of mass shooters. That'll gin up the activity.
0: Uh, I was going to do some Strassman tonight, but we're going to skip it because it was just an excuse for me to make the Strassman joke that he neglected to, which is that there's an astronaut who's – she's a lady, and her name is Jasmine Mogbeli, right? M-O-G-H-B-E-L-I. She's of Iranian uh, descent, of extraction. Her parents were immigrants. Uh, She's a, a, a former U.S. military helicopter pilot. She's running some sort of mission up there, and she's she's leading an international team. Uh, She has two uh, children. They were twins, and her name is Jasmine Mobelli, and Mark Strassman failed to make a joke about how you'd need to have Mobelli. have twins uh i wasn't sure how exactly he would have worked it in obviously but that was the joke i was hoping he would make and he never got there so we're man, gonna preemptively say that strassman did not get off a good one this week Abe, real quick on some polling that just came out today from the associated press and the uh, uh nork at the university of chicago n-o-r-c uh, i don't know uh, it's the university of chicago along with the a-p Age is a uh, re-election problem for both of our uh, expected candidates for president next year. What are
1: they going to be 81 and 77 or like something along those lines?
0: Do you think that Joe Biden is too old to effectively serve another four-year term as president or not? This question was posed uh, as uh, for Joe Biden and also for Donald Trump. 77% of Americans believe that Joe Biden is too too old to serve as president for another term that includes expected uh, 80 as expected 89% of republicans right. but also 69% of democrats believe that joe biden is too old to effectively serve as president for another term uh That includes majorities of older and younger Democrats, Democrats who are 18 to 44, 77 percent, 45 plus, 62 percent, adults 18 to 29, 76 percent. And then we go all the way up to the seniors, adults 60 plus, 71 percent believe that Joe Biden is too goddamn old. Abe, is there any chance that we could not have Joe Biden as the nominee for the Democrats next year? Assuming
1: he's physically alive.
0: Assuming he's alive, yes.
1: No, I mean, he's going to be the, the nominee. I mean, I, I do wonder what the numbers were. Abe, nearly 80% of Americans believe he's
0: too old to right, be but the president again. He was again. too
1: old the first time. I mean, he was too old in 2020. I don't know what the numbers were then, but like, it must have been like in the 60% right? I mean, like, he was too old then, and he'll be too old next year. He'll, he's just too old. I mean, that's like baked in. That's like a new. It's not like he was like 50 years old last year, and he's 80 this year. He's old. <laughs> like, what do you mean?
0: We make a lot of uh, bold predictions around here. I'm going to make an, a, an absurd prediction almost along the lines of my uh, Kamala Harris to replace yeah. Diane Feinstein and uh, have, have Gavin Newsom do that job so that he could then become the, the VP or, or maybe even run for president himself, uh, and it fulfills—anyway, we've talked about that before. It's not going to happen, but it, it should happen. Uh, Joe Biden will— One way or another, whether it's at the end of his term because he has uh, decided not to run for reelection, or at the end of his term because he has lost to uh, whoever the non-Donald Trump candidate is because I don't believe that he can beat anyone who's not named Donald Trump.
2: I have breaking Um, news. uh Uh-oh. None of these people are dead, but Sonny Seiler died.
0: Sonny Seiler, the uh, Georgia Bulldog mascot caregiver. Oh.
2: Owner, yeah,
0: yeah, look at that. Sad, uh, older than Joe Biden or Joe Biden's oh, age. Question. Let's see uh, here. He's 90. Oh, 90, so he was older than Joe no Biden.
2: He was from Plains, older, younger than Jimmy Carter, oh.
0: though. Significantly younger than Jimmy Carter.
2: Same state.
0: Uh, you know what? I, I read in the headlines this <laughs> week, Abe, that uh, Jimmy Carter's on his last <laughs> legs, which is the same thing I read in the headlines. Like a year every ago. week <laughs> for the last six months uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, the point here Abe, uh, as we getting to my big uh, prediction reveal, Joe Biden will not be uh, sworn in for a second term one way or another, and at some point in December or January of twenty four or twenty five he will issue a blanket pardon for his despicable piece of shit son, Hunter Biden. And that will be among the last things that he does as the president of the United States. And it is inevitable because Hunter is going to be convicted of multiple felonies at some point in the not so distant future. And in order to uh, avoid the consequences of that, Joe Biden will absolutely pardon his son.
2: (laughs) Do we want to talk uh, football predictions this weekend? Ooh, UT
1: Martin. Ooh.
0: Um, Just real quick on the Anything to say about my ridiculous yeah, it's, prediction, it's, Abe. Uh,
1: it, it is ridiculous. The only thing that I do agree with you though is it, it is I think you're right. Both scenarios are implausible. Like a either a Trump presidency or Biden presidency into twenty-five, both like I it's hard to envision, but like that's the that's the matchup that we're going toward, right? So I so I don't see a scenario where that's gonna change. The one comp would be like LBJ, like where Vietnam was going to shit, and in the in the calendar year of the election in '68, said, "I'm going to focus on this. I'm not going to seek another term." And then there was the race that Nixon got in, right? So, like, maybe if he gets like some health uh thing, saying, "Hey, by the way, you're old, and like your health condition is going to fall off a cliff. You're not going to definitely not going to make it to January of '29, uh, let alone of January '25." So, like, make you know, figure it out, and then like sometime in. February, he says that I'm going to commit to this term, but no further, and it's going to cause us upheaval. Like, I mean, th- this has happened before in '68. I don't see that happening because it seems like he's. he's
0: well, the difference is that in '68, the party machinery chose the candidate for president right. anyway, right? Like, and uh, all of that, all of that, but you, we, mechanics but, was done by the LBJ administration right. in order to uh, fuck over. RFK, yeah. right? So, so that was all taken care of ahead of time. That's not the way that things work anymore. At least ostensibly, right? We don't allow the the parties to do this. We have the primary system, where ostensibly the the, the people choose. Uh, I don't know who it would be. I just, I still, I cannot see Joe Biden legitimately running for and and. Taking that oath of office again uh, in January of 25. I don't I, see I it do, happening.
1: The one scenario I do see is that he sees it through at least through this election cycle and then invokes the 25th and fucks off like in 26 or something like that. To say, like, I I tried, but I can't make it 29. Are you out of your mind? Like, I'm old. Like, uh, have fun with Kamala. And he just fucks off. Like, that I could see. But I just don't see, like, it's too far in, even though we're still in 23, to – to change course at this point i know you got your boy out of california that can swoop in but like uh he would have had to make that decision at this point like he decided in the other way to say like i'm gonna run uh all
0: right i want to play the thing from earlier tonight
2: but it's it's very much
0: that uh got me screaming in the kitchen it's from uh marketplace the headline is Pricing, Or for indigenous artists, pricing is a tricky proposition. You don't
2: have time for you to do a whole thing. It's
0: not going to be a whole thing. It's going to it, fit in okay, neatly. Okay, then turn
2: your microphone off. With
0: my disdain for uh, uh, the earlier conversation. The best took quite a while to do. Um, it's fully beaded on the front and the back. So that's 3200 with the tie.
5: And how do you figure out how to price your items, especially once you start having to factor in right. inflation.
0: Yeah, see, that's, that's uh, you know, it, it's getting harder and harder to to factor
3: in that inflation.
5: Miri says he's paying a lot more for beads and smoked animal hides than he was two years ago, maybe as much as 30 percent But he can only raise prices so many times before his sales start to slow down. Hi, A few rows over, another artist, Christy Ruby, is also dealing with higher costs.
1: Well, when I heard that ammo was going up, you know, I actually bought everything I could probably use for the next 10 years. Yep, she
5: said ammo. Ruby is Tlingit from Ketchikan, Alaska. She hunts seals and sea otters herself, then tans the furs and sews them into winter wear. Her mittens and scarves seem pretty luxurious to me
1: but you can also go shovel your driveway and use it to muck out uh, horse stalls if you want.
5: She uses a pricing formula that accounts for the rising cost of ammunition and travel and boat fuel.
1: Cost of goods, cost of materials,
5: cost of time, multiply that times three. Which lately comes out to around $600 for a sealskin bomber hat. But that equation doesn't take into account the generations of innovation and traditional knowledge that go into just about everything for sale at Indian Market. I'm
0: going to stop it there. I'm going to repeat that. (laughs) $600
1: for a hat?
2: You cannot tell someone what something is worth to them. If someone wants to pay $600 for a hat,
1: that's on them.
0: Bomb. I'm going to show you a picture, Abe. I googled up...
1: Uh, By the way, no hat, I believe, is worth $600, so no matter what you said, showed sure, me... Sure, no hat's
2: worth $600 to you. Except for
1: that Pope hat, I'll pay 605
2: I charge 72 fucking dollars for a haircut.
0: Seal skin bomber hat. Imagine, imagine the best possible version of a seal skin bomber hat. The skins with a Z is a nice touch. Buy. And then, and then you're paying $600 for that.
1: Well, even REI has it at $80. That's crazy. Although, this doesn't go back generations, Bob. I mean, come on.
0: REI, $80. Amazon, $37.50. L.L. Uh, Bean, $45. Uh, that's fine. But to quote from the NPR piece... But that equation doesn't take into account the generations of innovation and traditional knowledge that go into just about everything for sale at Indian Market. If the generations of innovation and traditional knowledge is not factored in to this $600 for the hat that costs 10 times (laughs) What it costs to buy it from REI, the most expensive version of it, right, that you can get commercially, is one tenth the price of what the indigenous lady. Who goes out and shoots the seal herself and then does all of the scraping of the skin and the curing of the various things and then no doubt does the appropriate uh, ceremony to to deal with the meat whether it's uh, properly disposed of or simply eaten or, or used in other ways, I don't know uh, but presumably she does the right thing because she's the right sort of person uh, that makes it okay for her to go out and shoot with the gun, the fucking seal to turn into a hat for some fucking unconscious asshole to spend six hundred dollars of their own money on because it's not being sold to fellow indigenous folks right. by the way they can at six hundred goddamn obviously. dollars right. right it's being sold to some fucking piece of shit who gets into his car and drives a thousand miles to his private lake vacation house uh in, in fucking north of quebec or whatever no doubt to tie it into last week's conversation but if that doesn't take into account the generations of innovation and traditional knowledge, uh, then what the fuck is being accounted for right. exactly right. in that $600 she told price you, the tag? the materials,
1: the time, but, and something else times three. But that, that's what's weird because, like, before the inflation uh, were prices for all these other things that make up the hat, like, that's why they're accounting for that, like – the tradition and generations, all that stuff, was already priced into the old cost, right? Like whatever they were charging yeah, before. That
2: was she just doesn't know how it works.
1: Yeah, it seems like it's a weird thing to bring up. The reason why they're charging, I don't you know don't what it was before. Charge that. Yeah, it's. I guess it's that reflexive need to work that in. I think there is like a. We just have to throw that in there. Were it's
0: di- purely reflexive, and it doesn't mean a goddamn right. thing. Especially what are you talking example, about? Yeah. Do you know what's priced into the? Pack of Haynes t-shirts where I get six for $18 on Amazon. Uh, generations of innovation and knowledge went into that that allowed me to fucking buy six t-shirts for $18 on Amazon, right? right. It's an it's a unspeakable wealth of cultural heritage and I'm technological innovation again. that went into not, that. They what? don't
2: list that. I'm back to taking accounting again, and I can tell you that they don't list that. They list the patent. They list goodwill, but like uh, knowledge is not on there.
0: This is what supremacy know, looks like. This is what white supremacy looks like. It's this disgusting paternalism that we have for these people, where we are insistent upon saying that equation doesn't take into account the generations of innovation and traditional knowledge. Now, this person's just trying to make a fucking buck, right? right? They killed the seal. They can do a cool task that, and they have a, a, a decent amount of art in their body and soul that they learned from the, somebody else, and they they sell it to some fucking white asshole for $600 and good for them. But don't, it's it just, it. it's so fucking paternalistic and weird to me that we treat these people this You're way.
2: You're lucky I didn't turn the radio off the second you started yelling. Right. to, to. Be- I'm going to start doing it because it makes you
1: awful. Yeah, you should go back on the wagon. or whatever. I'm not the awful
2: one.
0: <laughs> this is the per- – the, the marketplace no, 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 is doing no, the no. racism. You're not
1: the awful
2: one, but, like, why do you open yourself up to this when you could – when you were so good not doing that?
1: The uh, – it, it, to be fair, like, the, the problem is that, you know, there's probably, like, 20-something producers who are – and they just see other people mention it, like, invoke things, like, needlessly, and they're like, oh, I guess it's how you write a story, so, like, and they do it, like, I think they just kind of, like, modeling based on what they see, so, like, there's not, like, some grand conspiracy, it's just, like, they see other people compose a story, and they do it the same way, and... That's why you get a lot of the same stories.
0: Baked into the capitalist equation that allows this person to price her sealskin bomber hat at $600 is very clearly the fetishization of her culture, yes. right? And if, if, if there's a less charitable way of saying that, right, which is an, a, simply an appreciation of the generations of innovation and traditional knowledge that she possesses as a member of this tribe, right? But ultimately, it's also sort of a fetishization that, yes. uh, that is being engaged in here here which allows her to price this thing at $600. It is so obvious that that's what allows her to sell the hat for $600. Why do they have to say the exact opposite? Why do they insist that somehow this person is being victimized by selling the seal skin hat right. for $600? why is that what, and that's what, that's the sort of thing that I react so negatively to, which is like, you are taking a person who's just doing a thing, who's making their way in the world, doing this thing. And you're insisting that there's some sort of lack of value that we as a culture attribute to this thing that she thinks she can price at 600 goddamn dollars <laughs> that otherwise you can buy on Amazon for 35. Like in what world are you living in that your idea about the world matches, uh, uh, the, the world that you encounter, and I, I, I sincerely don't understand how they can live with that sort of dissonance. Abe got nothing. <laughs> I <don't laughs> to already said add it, to it, that. It's
1: just some kid writing the story. It's not a. a, a th- I don't think it's yeah, like some.
2: Some. It, she <laughs> just clearly doesn't know how costing product costing works. That the person also, who wrote this story studied journalism right. in college and doesn't know how product costing works, and, and also, that's
1: right. That's her fault. Why can't the story just be the story? Inflation drove up the thing to six hundred. I mean, they have a lot of these inflation-related stories. You can say in this arena, like people were willing to pay five hundred dollars. There's no functional reason why you're paying that much more for this hat, right? You're doing it because you're trying to support whatever. Uh, Or, at least, it's like an icebreaker of a story. Like, oh, I got this hat and it's here's a story. But I guess there is an upper limit that people are willing to pay. Story
2: is it's $600.
0: You know what's a much better story? I want to interview with every single asshole who paid $600 for the sealskin bomber hat. I want to know everything about this asshole. You you
1: already have a picture of this person, don't you, Bob? You already have an idea as to what this person is?
0: How dare you! You've been listening to Cast Iron Brains, a podcast with Bob and Abe. Find the show on fucking places. Go to brainiron.com, castironbrains.com for a show note. Head on over to uh, tetramermusic.com, T-E-T-R-A-M-E-R music.com. That's where you can hear more from Mark Gillig, who composed our opening and closing themes. Uh, college football is coming back. We're in the at the at the end of That's week right. zero. uh they, they call it, right? Navy yep. and Notre Dame went yes. and played in uh, Ireland. That was fun. Uh, the fighting. They kept
1: saying, "Oh, the Irish." Third and whatever, and you're like, they're playing in front of Irish people. I'm like, oh, not often. <laughs> Keep on referring to the Irish are doing this. The Irish are doing uh, that. I'm is like, it a that.
0: shameful display of American incompetence to allow uh, one of our military academies to show up on foreign soil? No, like isn't this this is the sort of thing where they say? Like politics stops at the water's edge. Shouldn't also yeah. the humiliation of one of our four service academies not be permitted to go on on foreign soil? Where they lose by like fucking forty in Ireland.
1: Yeah, it was – and they probably – and they took it easy on them. But you're right. It it just looks bad where, like, like Navy's getting just pummeled. Like, well, if they can't fucking throw the ball around, how can they do the other things? But I know that's not how it works. But you're right. They should take a dive. Notre Dame, if you're fighting or beating a team like the Navy, like, on foreign land, just take a dive and lose to them.
0: Or like you know, put them up against UMass or something. UMass is going to be on national television yes. like six times in the next two sure. weeks for some godforsaken reason. Send them to Ireland and let Air Force or Navy beat up on fucking UMass. Not don't but that, get but your the, asses but kicked the Irish by Notre don't, Dame.
2: That's not the Irish.
0: No, I understand the marketing of the whole scenario, okay, but, but that's, it's, uh,
2: do you understand the marketing some, is all that matters? No,
0: have some fucking pride, America, <laughs> no, and send just your marketing. Anyway, there's a new college football rules this year, Abe, eh, which is going to depress points. So my, my big prediction for the 2023 season is to the hammer the under early because people are going to be...
1: You don't think they factored in the over-under line based on... What the rules?
0: I, I'm saying people, uh, they will generally drive the, the... The number will be driven up. People prefer the over anyway. Oh, so you're going to want to... Stay on that under, especially for uh, for for Georgia games, for example. Okay, that's my my theory, the anyway. All right, so they're not going to be stopping the clock on first downs, except oh,
2: that's right
0: in the final two minutes of the second quarter and the fourth okay. quarter. Uh, be- I
1: don't think I like it.
0: So the the clock will run.
1: It's basically like the NFL yeah. rules, to, to, just so the game is not as bloated. Like because college football games were, and especially on CBS were watering right. on 4 hours like I like it, it I'm like
0: calm no nah, it's too long it's too oh. long it's, the games are too goddamn long and the those first quarters on CBS CBS is like That's you the could problem. get through problem
2: it's not the second and fourth quarters right. you, you can get the, through
0: the second half of a CBS game in like a uh, an hour and fucking 20 minutes Unless it's like close at the end, but those first quarters, yeah. I swear to God, for a three thirty game, yeah. uh, which actually doesn't kick off until three thirty eight or three forty one or something, that that yeah. first quarter's going until five fucking fifteen. It's, it's insane. It's ceaseless. Yes. It's totally unacceptable.
2: But like that's the thing. Like it, this, this will make.
0: It will reduce the idea is it's going to reduce the total number of plays, uh, and and just by that, that that's the big change is not stop. It's, it's probably going to take like eight to 10 plays off of the total just with that one rule change, which is good. Also, you won't be permitted to call consecutive timeouts anymore. So you get to the end of the second quarter and the assholes lining up to kick a field goal. And Nick Saban's like timeout. And then two minutes later, he's like timeout again, because I'm going to get you. Uh, Nick Saban's going to
2: be mad about it. I can, I'm can. Yeah. i already feeling Nick Saban being mad about and rolling his eyes and putting his hands up in the air. The
0: only time I see this uh, you're not allowed to call consecutive timeouts thing being a problem is that oftentimes you see teams come out of a defensive timeout and they're misaligned or what have you. And so they call yeah. that timeout. Oftentimes
2: that happens to Georgia. Right.
0: You, you, you call that timeout again. In order to uh, properly set the defense. What right, did you, you do had,
2: during the first one?
0: Right, you were super dumb. Uh, that's not going to be allowed any longer. Uh, so that, that that could factor. I don't think it's going to matter in terms of icing the kicker, which never fucking works. Anyway, um, and then the, uh, the third aspect of this is that untimed downs will not occur at the end of the first and third quarters anymore. What does that it, mean? So it used to be if you have a defensive penalty oh. at the end of the first quarter with no time left on the clock, they would say, okay. we're going to have a magical baseball-like moment in this football game where there is no clock and the offense just gets to run one more play. Instead, so just at
2: the end of the half and the regular
1: one?
0: Right. Instead, they'll just move that to the start of That's the next fine. quarter unless it's at the end of the half or at the end of the, at the, end of the game.
1: Very sensible yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. So that was week zero. Does that mean that we have meaningful football games this coming Saturday?
1: Nope. This Saturday, yes, but in general. But I mean, Georgia's got two cupcakes. No, this Georgia have, plays this goddamn, goddamn Saturday. Cupcakes. Is that right? What? Yeah, they play so, UT Martin. They play. I mean, this weekend Holy is shit. The, week one. I right? legitimately
0: did not know. Oh, you that, asked
2: if it was meaningful.
0: No, I th- I didn't realize it. Like no, the whole thing kicks now. off this weekend. That's fantastic. Good news.
1: It's Labor Day yeah, weekend. UT Martin, Georgia, All right, well, 2nd. An early I keep Day. telling you you're
2: on the wrong internet. You need to be on my internet. It's way better than your internet. All right, you're so on got... the bad internet. What's, Mine's what's... talking about football. All right,
0: Lady Jesus, what's the goddamn line then? Let's get to it. Oh, a lot. I don't
1: see a... Is there an opening line for Lots. this game? Let's see. I mean, the ESPN predictometer gives UT Martin 1% chance...
0: Uh, VegasOdds.com has the Bulldogs as a 44.5-point favorite over the UT Martin Skyhawks.
1: They got their ho- Carson, Carson Beck, Beck is going to be the starting quarterback.
0: quarterback. I predict that uh, George, George's a offense is piece. going to be much improved over last year. I think Stetson Bennett is a fucking bum who... Won us two national (laughs) titles, of which I'm greatly appreciative. The greatest quarterback bum. Uh, By the way, (laughs) great highlights for the Stetson haters uh, from this weekend's slate of preseason games. Boy,
1: he... He looked like shit. He looked pretty good the first preseason game. and He He threw such uh, typical Stetson
0: bullshit interceptions where it's like just right into... like He's just staring them down, and then the throw is a second later than it needs to be. And also, he completely missed that the linebacker has just been camping out and waiting for him the entire time. Like, just (laughs) garbage decisions by Stetson Bennett. And it's satisfying in a perverse way to watch it happen at the next level. Now, of course his his fucking destiny no doubt is to Jeff Hostetler his way into being a hero for some other fucking NFL franchise and reel off like six wins on route to a, a Super Bowl victory in like 20 fucking 40. Right? Like that'll be his that'll be, He'll <laughs> he'll come back from like a long career as an insurance salesman to lead the Jacksonville Jaguars to a Super Bowl victory in 2043 in all likelihood.
1: He can be a rich man's doug flutie in the cfl he won't listen to me you can just go to the cfl and be a king yeah. and then come back right, to the so NFL then give us uh,
0: give us the eventual national championship uh matchup or the final four or something here today Abe, who you got
1: so i mean georgia is not playing anybody so if you can pencil them into the sec title game against alabama you sure, always, you sure alabama
2: not lsu
1: no, it'll be LS actually be interesting. The only good game this weekend is LSU Florida State. They're both top 10 teams and we'll see how that shakes out. But no, I still think Alabama. Alabama's apparently got big
0: quarterback problems, right? They had to bring in a new quarterback from a reasonable
2: quarterback. They don't it might not be a big problem. Yeah.
1: Right. Which is kind of old school Alabama until recently where they have these
2: Yeah, they're used to winning championships with no-name quarterback
1: fucking Yeah. But it seems like this year this will be more of the same, right? I mean, who else? There's not a lot of good teams. It seems like
0: everybody is predicting it's going to be some combination of Georgia, Michigan, LSU, and Ohio State is supposed to be a little bit down, so maybe like USC. No. If USC figures shit out on their defensive USC side, had
1: no defense apparently, yeah.
0: Um.
1: But do you, the ch- the chances of a threepeat. I mean, even though like the preseason odds are Georgia is the betting favorite.
0: It would be it, it seems to seems, me it would, they would both lose. be foolish to expect Georgia to three Pete and also foolish to bet on any other team in the country yeah right, right? Like it's a yeah. weird combination it's- of things because I, I don't trust <laughs> I don't trust Brian Kelly at LSU I don't trust the defense at no. USC I certainly don't trust uh, Michigan to have figured anything out. Uh, I do trust Kirby to have sent fucking 15 dudes to the NFL and to have reloaded and and get them ready to fucking play. And there was a, a thing being passed around on Twitter. Lori says, I need a better Internet. And maybe I do. But I did see that some ESPN crew of people all selected Alabama yes, they did. as their uh, predicted yes, SEC the champion.
2: Internet you're looking at there,
0: which means that that giant blow up of that is undoubtedly being hung now in the butt smear building people said we
2: were going to go 8-5 oh,
0: yes. Yep, they were saying they all, 8 we, and five. we did nothing but win the last two years and these people have no respect, nobody believes in us once again, nobody believes in us and we're going to have to show them different, we're going to come out and we better run up 60 against UT Martin because nobody fucking believes in us
1: And then and then Ball State the week after. I mean, the first two weeks he just feasts. It's a really awful, awful schedule.
0: It's a bad schedule, but it's a bad schedule in part because uh, the like, what are you going to do? You got to play the people that you got to play, and they took Oklahoma off the schedule because Oklahoma is joining the SEC two years from now or something. Next year. Next year, yeah.
1: Next
2: year. This is the last year of the regular playoff.
0: Yeah, college football is going to get real silly in the next few years, no doubt. Silly it's been silly for a while. Abe, did you uh, go to the movies? I found out uh, I, I was perusing boxofficemojo.com today trying to figure out uh, what the big movie of the week was and I discovered a movie called Gran Turismo. Apparently they made a movie about the video the PlayStation video game, a racing game that I did not know existed and there are like names in it there are recognizable uh stars in this movie uh, apparently it's, yeah
1: the guy from uh strange uh the strange yeah david harbour the, the, that the,
0: that felon the, yeah. is in this movie along with uh, uh orlando bloom the, uh, the guy who played uh, the, bloom, the elf yeah. in the the fantasy yes. lord of the ring movies
2: the pirate uh
0: and also the pirate in the pirate, yeah, yeah. And the pirate yes. movies um did you go see that one? I didn't even know this goddamn movie existed until I it turns out so, it made more money than any other movie in the country this week.
1: Right, barely. It made more than Barbie. Yes. So I that was the movie that I did go see. It's an okay movie. The the the, the highlights of the movie, well, one is that, you know, the full title's Gran Turismo based on a true story. So after the movie, I looked it up and and they kinda were uh true to the real life story, which is bizarre that Nissan or one of these companies came up with a contest to have the best players on the video game actually be drivers in real life. Hmm. And like they're right, following so, like, the story of the, the best angry of dad the bunch.
0: who's like stop playing those video games you'll yes. never amount Bob's to. N- dad is you'll who he's talking you'll never yes. amount to nothing just sitting around playing those video games oh, all no, day your long. Dad
1: plays Gran Turismo. Yeah, they they hit all of those beats like oh that's not a future Come on, and then like oh, but that I love this, and you know they have their moment at the end, and it worked out for him. But like this is actually true. But um, this is the first movie. This is uh, uh, the sign of me getting older. Uh, I I had to wear my like uh, earbud Ah. thing to kind of like bring down because I've noticed. No, that just means that shitty
2: sound in the theater. That's bad sound mixing. If you have, you shouldn't hear it in your ears. You should just feel it.
1: So like these Dolby theaters that I go to. It's just, it's just loud. It just shakes the seats. It's just very loud, which I like, but I'm like, I think it's probably not good for my ears. Right. And I see these like oh, music yeah. people at like festivals and they wear those things. I'm like, maybe I should just do that. So, but that. it's
0: not, it's an entire, so I've been to concerts where I have been concerned about my ears and that is an entirely different experience than sitting in a movie theater. Like it's, it's a whole different level of, of decibels, uh, and I don't know what I don't know what the maximum decibels are at a Dolby Atmos movie theater. But like I remember being overwhelmed by the sounds that the movie theater was making, but not in a way that felt dangerous. And I wonder, I mean, I guess you go on these, you Google it up and they're like, yeah, anything louder than just talking quietly yeah. in a room is dangerous, I guess. Just but
2: My normal life, but, my normal everyday the, life all fucking day.
1: I will say these uh, ear contraptions thing. I just got this some thing from Amazon. It's not like it makes it worse. Like you can hear everything perfectly. It just takes it, t- it takes the edge out. Yeah, off I just was looking little, into like, some for work. Some nice I, little. Product. I got
2: a my internet gave me a like you know how you know your old thing.
1: Yes. About yes. Matthew
2: Stafford, uh, his wife says it's kind of crazy. So Matthew's been in the league a long time. He's like, the difference in the locker room has changed so significantly. They have a lot of rookies on their team. They're very young, but he's like, I feel like I can't connect. In the old days, you'd come out of practice, you'd shower, and people would be playing cards, interacting. But now they get out of practice and meetings during training camp, and they go straight to their phones.
1: <laughs> old. 35 year old Matt 35-year-old Stafford
2: is- <laughs> says, kids these, these days. Kids!
1: <laughs>
2: movies are so
1: loud. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Oh, uh, it, it, the, the last thing I'll mention as far as uh, watching, again, the Turismo thing, is only interesting because it's actually true, as ridiculous as it sounds. But on uh, Netflix, uh, there is this four-part doc, Swamp Kings, about yeah. the yeah, Urban Meyer we're era... we're going to watch it. Don't worry. Uh, ...Florida Gators. So, Bob, I told you that, uh, that, that Michael Jordan's Last Dance, they, it's ruined sports docs, because now sports docs are just all propaganda. They basically... It's not like an objective. Some director decided to take a look at this and examine this period of time, like critically. Like, they, this is like the worst example of it. Like, they had like a murderer on the team. Yeah, there's they had a, another there's player, my boy Percy saw, P. It
2: was like things they left out, and it was just they like— They
1: left out. And all just – the trade-off is we're going to leave out all the bad stuff just so we can have Urban Meyer and Tim Tebow cry about their time. Like, oh, I was raised in a military family like Urban Meyer, so I, I had a lot of discipline. Like, we had, like, discipline. I'm like, you fucking guy, you had a murderer on your team. Where was the discipline then? And Tim Tebow is doing his Tim Tebow stuff. It was, like, four episodes of just total nonsense. I was, like, watching it while I'm, like, running at the treadmill. I'm like, this fucking sucks. Like this, And it kept on showing, like – georgia losing to them right. and like, not that that had anything to do with anything but like it's like at least show it honestly it was a very dishonest for did episodes. urban
0: meyer make any snooty comments about the celebration
1: uh oh yeah they're like oh we remember that was so like beyond the whatever no, like we were no, gonna no get class in that them. georgia celebration yeah.
0: on the field it's like wow it's, you got a murderer on your team what's up <laughs> does that factor into the class equation at all
1: yeah, but uh, no, no, it is like just yeah. Just you are describing the problem
0: of quote unquote access journalism, right? And it, it yes, if you allow your production to be the terms of that to be dictated by the subject of your investigation, then you're not going to get a very thorough accounting of uh, the, the the both the good and the bad. Uh, right. And yeah, it's a problem when you read an article about it uh, never mind uh, you know an article where someone was granted a certain amount of access in exchange for a certain kind of attitude about uh the way the interview would go never mind an entire film production
1: uh i mean it's yeah, like they painted the, them in the best of lights the
2: um american gladiators thing we're like there was no mention of that guy that we watched the whole other documentary about there was almost no mention. They mentioned him in the beginning. Oh, yeah, this guy existed. And then they didn't bring it up ever.
1: Like that guy with a temper? Like
0: right, so, so then why are there- we in a situation where politics is the only place that we can expect to find any sort of adversarial media? And even that is like the only chance that you're going to get somebody to— Get testy with Corrine Jean Pierre at the White House briefing is if Steve Ducey is in the room that day, right? Like if that that fucking dork from Fox News is there right. to say something about Hunter, and then she is permitted right. to just shut him down completely, and no, none of the other assholes in the room are willing to pick up, pick up to, to yeah. pick it up from there. Uh, right. This is not a problem that is just of the sports media. It's. Uh,
1: but it seems like maybe. The, the the viewership is higher when you have it set up this way. I mean, because, like, that O.J. Made in America one, that they, they didn't have O.J. be, oh, I didn't kill those people. Like, it was just like a normal documentary, and they did, yeah, it, did so it critically, good. and it, it did well. So, like, you can still do that. I don't know, like, to me, like, I don't know what the upside was to listening to Tim Tebow talk about, like, oh, I wanted it so bad. I mean, maybe I like, don't want to hear that. He says that all the time. It's just yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, it's worth a watch just to see how like, just ugh, ugh. It is.
2: He's now Tim Tebow, or is he that? Is he now yeah. where I feel sorry for him,
1: Tim Tebow? He he. I mean, they keep on showing him coming up from high school, like he was raised in okay. like some fucking the uh, stay-at-home kind of setup or whatever. Uh, they didn't mention any of the uh, the circumcision stuff that you were uh, so, fond
0: of, yeah. like, that <laughs> of... so fond of. Yeah, they didn't do any. I was so fond of. I do think that's an interesting. Uh, it's sort of an interesting problem that we have. I think actually that where has the confrontational adversarial media gone? And the answer is I don't know. Ask it's, Michael Moore. It's only confrontational and adversarial to the other tribe. There is no. Right. They don't even bother trying to appear. Uh. To be confronting power, unless that power is but what's, an what's, established what's ideology that's opposed to their own.
1: In in this example, I mean, like, what's the point of catering just to Florida? F- I mean, college football fans altogether would be open. It's to a culture a of look at it's, that.
0: because it's a culture that revels in the celebration of the individual rather than uh, critical engagement with it right i mean it's the same it's the same reason you've got a podcast full of fucking dudes who are all about self care i'm dead fucking <laughs> serious this is a it's a it's a culture that is rejected, that that perceives criticism as hate right it's if if, yes. if you if you approach anything with a critical eye you're deemed a hater and to be ignored and the average asshole would rather watch a uh, hagiography hey, of the florida gators rather than a uh, uh, approaching them with a critical lens even if they don't fucking like the Florida Gators what did we watch
2: John Wilson hard knocks
0: yeah um, we didn't really do much not else not besides else. that uh
2: we played we played Dr. Mario
0: showed the I, kids uh work. showed oh, the kids yeah, we the
2: watched ready player one piece of
0: shit ready player one movie oh, uh St- Steven, Steven Spielberg it's a I'm sure that we've talked about it before yeah. uh sort of spectacularly well done in terms of the way that it looks and it is beholden to what I find to be some of the most condemnable and hateful source material uh, that has become popular in the culture uh, in the last 20 years. Like it's a book that I fucking despise on a, on a philosophical existential oh, level yeah. uh, that I think plays into some of the worst, The absolute worst tendencies uh, in the culture, in terms of uh, this this inward looking, obsessing over the things that uh, that you like, and believing somehow that these stupid little cultural artifacts that matter to you are what's going to save the fucking world. Very very bad and and terrible story. And uh, did
1: the kids like it?
0: Kids fucking loved loved it, and I knew they would. Like I saw it on the on the app, and I was like. Uh, man, I hate this fucking it's movie. Right up there, Allie. And my next thought was my kids are going <laughs> to love this fucking movie. Uh, and it, it, it fits in with my criticism of it, which is like this is a culture that's entirely focused on the 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 level of critical thought engaged in by eight and ten year olds. Like that is that's where we fucking are, and that's why we get uh, the blue beetle and Grand Turismo, which is uh, wish fulfillment. This idea that you fucking sitting around and playing a video game qualifies you to get on the track and drive at two hundred goddamn miles an hour as though that's what it right it works for one asshole it doesn't work <laughs> For the, uh, of course, Sony wants to help produce that fucking movie. Are you kidding me? Talk about a conflict of interest in the same realm as Tim Tebow and his piece of shit Urban Meyer coach sitting down for a uh, hand job of an interview about their times at the University of Florida. Same problem with Sony and PlayStation making Are a Gran Turismo movie.
2: Are they do they chit chat in the same room? Tim Tebow and Urban
0: Meyer. Yeah, I think they're in the same room Wait, in some of the interviews. I'm asking anyway.
1: Abe who's yeah, seen uh, it. A, a lot of, actually almost all of it was just uh, just uh, separate or okay. isolated, you know. I think at the very end they may have done something where they, he did like a cookout with some of the players, because it's not just, I mean it is Tebow and uh, uh, Meyer, but there's also some of the other players on defense. It's like, Aaron Hernandez uh, it's like, Even though up. it's like almost 20 years ago, like I remember that fucking asshole. I hated that guy. Yeah, I, I'm like, is this I this a
0: problem I don't know if of I can watch the, it. Is this a problem of yeah. the entire 30 for 30 model, though? Because, like, how often is it that these things are being... Because think of the Bill Parcells one, or, or was it the Belichick one, where ultimately they just get them in a room together, and they're, like, hanging out, and they're buddies. Like, they're not going to be super critical of either one of these right. dudes when it's contingent so upon you know, the, getting them in a room to chat with one another.
1: It was called All, the all of bills. the talking head interviews... All the talking head interview stuff was separate and at the very end, like there were like a cookout at somebody's place and like Tebow and all the people showed up. But that wasn't like just as they're talking about something else, like where where are they now? It's a very quick mention of the disastrous year in Jacksonville. Like at the very yeah. oh yeah, that didn't work out very well for Urban Meyer. Like just like that. Just yeah. it's worth a watch. It's just not a good watch. I'll watch What's it. What's coming
0: out next week? What are you gonna see? With the uh, college football happening? Are there any big movies coming?
1: I oh I think it's uh, Denzel Washington's Equalizer three. Oh
0: my God! They made week. another one, huh? <laughs> Certainly.
1: And I, it seems like it, it, things are drying up because of this uh, strike or these multiple strikes that's happening out west. Uh, they're shifting some of the releases this year. So like Dune two is being pushed until next year. I suspect other movies that are like in the Oscar window are going to be bumped just to kind of spread them out. So like it looks like my AMC A list. Uh, subscription is not going to be worth it for for a few well, months. Well, maybe but, they'll like, start
0: filling the theater with old classics or something a little bit. Oh, they should do that. That'd <laughs> be great. That would be better.
1: Did some of the old stuff.
0: Anyway, you uh, got anything else for us tonight, Abe? Nope. Well, I guess that's all we've got for tonight then. And we'll talk to you next time. Later. It says The Case Against Being a Good Person and it's by a psychologist who believes that it's important that you transgress a little bit, that you stop worrying so much about what, what everyone else thinks and just do you. And she reveals in the end that the most transgressive thing I've ever done was having a second child. Uh, which is weird. Uh, it's further weird that she doesn't acknowledge that it was transgressive because of like climate concerns, which I think is sort of the underlying idea oh, here, which is oh, that God. it's sort of selfish, but she doesn't mention that. But anyway, all around this piece... Are little blurby pieces by other writers about how the things that they do that that are bad, and how like it's good to do these sorts of things, right? So like, I am a fashion writer for the New York Times. I, I write about men's fashion, but the truth is, I've got some bad polyester jeans in my closet that I wear because it makes me feel good. Like it's it's that sort of thing. Uh, some of the other things include. Uh, gossiping, talking shit about my friends when I know I shouldn't, uh, but I get a great big kick out of that. Uh, Fucking my friends, like sleeping around with my friends group. Uh, Ordering from Amazon is another one. Uh, Doing drugs, as in like uh, just for fun, because they're fun, because drugs are fun. And also uh, playing gory video games and feeding my kids McDonald's. Uh, So these are the things... That the and this is it's so perfectly in keeping with what I was saying last week, right? Which is like the problem of climate change is that uh, humans behave in these fucking uh, in, in in enormous ways. In, in ways that uh, degrade the environment, right? It's just what we do. It's how we've built the entire fucking civilization. And at the, center, the centerpiece of the New York Times this week is here are the ways in which we transgress against things that we know we shouldn't be doing. And they describe... Normal human behavior, right. right? Just the things that every goddamn American does. Not does every American eat McDonald's, no, but like fucking 80 million of us do right. uh, from time to time, right? Like, this is ju- like, and this idea that. The- The New York Times editorial page sits in judgment of all of these behaviors that they all acknowledge that they do, you'd think would allow them to have a little bit of self-reflection about the way that they treat the rest of the country, right? Right. Like if when they're acknowledging that these are the ways that we transgress against our ideals. But uh, if you uh, tried to apply that to anybody who lives outside of a major metro area, it would never occur to them to be forgiving of those people. People in the same way
1: right what is that thing uh judge others by their actions and yourself by your intention like oh i meant well i know i'm still doing all the bad things that you're doing but i i feel bad about it
4: the proceeding was created with 100 percent human content